Welcome to Movie City Maniacs, episode 80. On tonight's episode, our Shocktober series continues with volume 4, covering the 21st to the 27th. Get ready, get scared, Movie City Till Halloween, 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 four more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Maddie, Maddie. Yeah. It's four more days of Christmas, dude. Where, oh, yeah, where sorry, you been? sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is the movie City Maniac. I hope yeah, yeah. this is up before Christmas. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hey, you know what my Christmas wish is this year? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the movie City Maniac. All the listeners should be used to it by now. We don't get these Halloween episodes out by Halloween. That's impossible. But yes. In present day, it's four more days till <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, yeah. While we're recording, it's four more days till Halloween. Do you so. get excited about Halloween or not really? I'm I'm totally excited, but more more you for just you really the... don't sound like <laughs> you couldn't say that more deadpan. Like, yeah, I guess I'm excited. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it's on. Halloween, baby. <laughs> you give me something, buddy. No, I'm I'm kind of in the spirit. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I went to a pumpkin patch this week, and I'm like, you know what? I'm finally getting into it. I'm watching some movies that aren't Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm finally getting around there, which is good. <laughs> Well, it is different, though. I mean, your annual Halloween party is not happening this yeah. year, so if that's lacking. We're still waiting to see how trick-or-treating is going to go, yeah. if that's going to be on. So, you know, th- there's definitely some things that, you know, it's not quite the, yeah, the regular yeah. Halloween, but... I, I'm not going to bars. Like, I'm not, like, seeing all the Halloween decorations in the malls and stuff like that, which is kind yeah, of shitty, well, right? What's a big thing? I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed. Value Village is not selling Halloween stuff this that's year. That's weird, right? Oh, really? Which is so weird. That's kind of like the annual tradition. I mean, a lot yeah. of the time, it's, it's all brand new stuff. It's overpriced stuff. But when you go in there, they did not have any of that out this year and that was just like whoa this is just it just felt weird right? like what's going on and yeah i'm kind of seeing a little bit less pumpkins out decorations out i wonder yeah. if people are kind of like you know what just stay away we don't want to hand out candy this year so we'll see but um by the way i'm kyle I'm Maddie. <laughs> and i'm adam so we should uh get that out of the way but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I think uh next episode we're recording after uh halloween is over We might have more uh, thoughts of how it all went. mm, How it all plays out. Well, uh, do we want to just get into it? Because I'm sure this will be insane again. A long one. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think we should definitely just jump right into all it. Right. Um, because, yeah, these episodes have been getting longer because we're all watching so many fucking movies. <laughs> so anyone new to okay. this? Okay, when you say we all, let's face facts. <laughs> but you're still doing a couple a day. That's still impressive. Yeah, your right. average is right. still... All right. you, you could break your record this yeah. year. I don't, there's no way I am. But uh, anyone that's new to our show, what we do is uh, every year we do run this Shocktober series where the rules are you have to watch nothing but horror and Halloween related movies tv shows specials uh you get a point for movies uh, half a point for 40 minute to hour tv shows or specials and a quarter point for any 20 to 30 minute shows there's a couple little things like if you do you know some mini series yeah. that we've had this year but that's uh, pretty much the rules and then at the end we crown whoever has the most points at the end king of halloween adam is currently the reigning champion but I'm heavy as a head. He's on the ropes. I'm really hoping to dethrone him this year. I'm trying my best. If I if I can't do it this year, I, I don't know. I think he's just going to be the reigning champion for a long time. Maybe Maddie will step up his game. We'll see next year. Forget about seeing his family, which I pretty much had to do. So, <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, if if we have nothing else, let's just jump into it. We started off with the 21st. Who wants to jump in? Okay, so this year I've been trying to do um, themed kind of nights. This night, uh, the theme was Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, Horrors. I started off with The Black Cat from 1934. This one, uh, Bela Lugosi meets a young couple on a train. Uh, They end up getting along and they share a car too. They're going, I guess, the same way. But they end up getting in a car accident and uh, Bela Lugosi says, you know, I have a, a friend that lives up here. You guys can come because the, the young guy's wife um, or girlfriend gets uh, injured in the accident. So they end up going to Boris Karloff's house. He's a former army buddy of uh, Lugosi's, or so you so it seems. But there's when you get there, you kind of learn there's definitely tension between the two. And you, you learn that Lugosi is pretty much there because when he went to war, Boris Karloff ended up kind of watching over his wife and daughter. And now when he gets there, you know, they've mysteriously disappeared. So you're trying to figure out what's happening, if they're still what's alive, up? if Boris Karloff had something to do with it, and if Lugosi will get to meet his love again. Uh, he has a fear of cats, which I don't know if they ever explain i forget <laughs> if they do but it's like a you know they sees a cat and he yeah. freaks out and shoots it <laughs> like that kind of fear an immediate fear um but yeah there's some cool stuff in there you get like dead women in glass cases which awesome. is some cool images there's a devil worship and cult in there someone is this is pretty graphic for 1934 mind you they don't show a lot of it but someone is it actually, a woman's ankles <laughs> <laughs> well that too that was quite uh, risque, risque at the time but to, no someone was actually skinned alive in this film oh awesome like flayed yeah awesome. so uh, this is pre-haze code though right so you yeah, can yeah get a little right, bit yeah. more again they don't show any of it but you it's happening and you kind of yeah. hear and kind of see in silhouettes but yeah i don't know i kind of had fun with it i, I like lugosi and, and karloff i kind of like the house I didn't love the film, though, but it, it was fine. I'm, I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. It's kind of like an enjoyable. Again, these aren't usually too long. Um, so this is part of, I picked up Scream Factory, released like a Bela Lugosi Karloff set. Box so there's four of them. And then they started releasing like more volumes with just like random old horror films. So I want to kind of pick up those, yeah. them all, because there's definitely some gems in there. And then I followed it up with from 1935, The Raven. Oh yeah, I saw this one last year. Yeah, you watched this one last year. So Bela Lugosi in this one, he's a surgeon. After he saves a young woman from near death, like her father begs him, because at first he hasn't wanted, but he begs him to 
do surgery on her. I guess he's like this famous surgeon. I mean, he ends up kind of falling in love with her, much to the dismay of her father. And even at first, she kind of, you know, is, I guess, thankful that he saved her. But then even she's kind of like, okay, this is maybe going too far, his infatuation with me. And then Boris Karloff shows up at his house, uh, mm. who is demanding a face change. He's like, I guess, a convict, and he wants him to change his face. Oh, is this one they remade with um, Nicolas Cage and Travolta? I've seen this. this is- <laughs> face Off. Castor Troy. This is the original Face Off. No, what? So Lugosi agrees to the the surgery, but you find out that he actually does half of it good, but fucks up the other half. And he pretty much says, you have to help me murder some people, a.k.a. the woman's father and her lover in return I'll fix, fix up the rest of your face. face so and it, he has like a I guess he's a big fan of Edgar Allan Poe he's kind of quoting him throughout the film and you find out that he has like a, a kind of a base in a torture room yeah which is super constructed cool. w- based on yeah the writings of some awesome. stuff so there's like the famous pit and the pendulum and, yeah. and stuff like that so this, this one I enjoyed a little bit more I thought it was it had a little more meat to its bones I just kind of enjoyed L- Lugosi in this he was he was he really of, choose the scenery yeah, pretty he's, nice he's a this. great sinister he would have been a great Bond villain if you know I, I honestly think this movie I've been chasing because I feel like this one's good but not great and I'm thinking oh maybe there's another gem I'll, like I'll talk about a couple yeah. it, it hasn't happened yet but uh yeah, yeah I, again I, I, I was kind of hoping too both of these I would be blown away and be like okay I'm running out and buying all the sets and it's kind of like I enjoyed both of them but at the same time it's not like you know, this amazing gem. And both of those me. are supposed to be at the upper echelon. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and the, yeah, I think the Screen Factors released like six of these volumes. So I think they're kind of sets where like each one has like one or two movies that are worth it and then the other two are lesser. Right. Even the other two on this one, like I don't think I'm going to watch because they didn't seem as, as horror. One is like, I, I've whatever. I think one's like a gangster one or something, and with horror elements. Like I think they could, I could definitely do them, and then they would count. But I feel like they'd be lesser, so that I'm probably not going to get them in. But yeah, again, this one I, I gave seven. Did I say seven pumpkins. Uh, Se- no, seven pumpkins. Seven pumpkins out of ten. So I liked it a I little. I think more. I may have given it the same. Yeah, or seven point. It, it was around there. Again, they're, they're both worth a watch, and again, they both don't overstay their welcome, which. I, I've just been finding this year, like when you watch these and then you watch like an hour and a half, which is nothing. Sometimes you really feel that hour and a half dragging. Drag. These films like just throw you right into it. They don't bother with all that, you know, introduction and, and setup and everything. It's just like, boom, this is the situation. Here's the characters and, it, and you know. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it was definitely enjoyable. What did you guys watch? So I watched Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Have you guys ever seen this? That's the, uh, yes. I saw it ages ago on Netflix. Uh, okay. Think, it was like, on Netflix. Wow. Ages ago. So it's basically this kind of metal freak. There's no plot almost, but yeah. like there's this guy and he runs out into the street. It's this Japanese movie from the the late 80s. Kind of reminds me of Pi, you know, the yeah. Af- uh, Darren Aronofsky film. And... This couple hit him with the car, and then they go off, and then all of a sudden the guy starts having, like, metal kind of come out of his face after he's done this. Oh, yeah, it's weird, right? And and he just turns into this metal man. All this stuff is super fucking cool mm. and, and crazy. The whole thing is just bonkers. And then, you know, there's some weird, like, sexual metal... Things going on. Bonkers kind of things uh, going I'm on. Sold. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, that, like, so unique. I I like the first half more than I like the second half of the movie. The second half of the movie kind of turns into, which seems like the cooler half, but it's like the guy that they ran over comes back, and now it's Metal versus Metal Man. It doesn't really work that well. It almost seems like the end of a a Power Rangers episode. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Monster versus Monster. Yeah, there's some cool stop-motion stuff that Mm. they're doing in this, but it seems to go on and on and Mm. on. Uh, I was about to be like, this is a lost classic for me. And then the more traditional plottier side kind of brought it down. I'm still going to give it, I think I'm going to give it 7.5 pumpkins. I think that's the same director as a Tokyo Gore Police, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. I don't think so, no. but he he is he has a, like Arrow actually just released this year a box set of like five of his films. And yeah, it, it sold out like the limited edition version. Like no sold out. Had you ever so, seen this? No. Again, I I was hoping to maybe pick that up eventually, but it, it sold out so quickly that I'll have to wait till the re-release without the book and all the fancy packaging. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious. I I know this is supposed to be pretty good, and it's got a big cult following again enough for it to sell out. And uh, I think I yeah I've heard. He, uh, He's done several movies kind of in the same vein. They're supposed to be kind of a mix of interesting, weird, arty, but like horror yeah. and kind of weird. And yeah, I don't know. It sounds sounds interesting. Um. So, yeah. And then I watched Grimm season one, episode 21, the second Ooh. last episode of the season. Uh, Big Feet from 2012. This is kind of a Bigfoot um, it's about Shaq, right? Yeah, it's about Shaq. Shaq's a bunch of basketball backboards kept getting smashed all over Portland. Who do we defend? <laughs> and it's like, turns out it's Shaq, just like smashing. <laughs> I was like, but he's he's a grim. <laughs> Shaq is also a grim. Yeah. Maddie, I thought you hadn't seen this <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. This was a really good one. There's a lot of like overall lore uh, again that they're doing really well, but a lot of cool like the Bigfoot killing is pretty gory and there's you know attack on a mm. on a farm and in the woods opens up really nicely i'm gonna give that one uh 7.5 pumpkins awesome mm. cool uh is that it for the 21st e, for it me. better be because yeah. we take yeah. the three and a half hour episode yeah, that night a, usually the wednesdays are light days for us so mm-hmm. uh i guess let's move on to the 22nd so this uh, day i started off with a uh, stephen king theme uh actually both Stephen King vampire films oh, uh two of my favorites uh I started off with the mini series from 1979 Salem's Lot so for those that are thinking I'm just watching short 70 minute movies to get the points I decided to make up for it with this 3 hour epic um is this the best vampire film of it's, all time? It's amazing, isn't it? It is so good. I've never seen this. You never oh. seen Salem's Lot? Uh, yeah. No? <laughs> Man, it's got some real genuine scares, uh, stuff that still holds up. It's so well directed, so atmospheric. Uh, They they do so many cool things with like the shadows and fog. Um, Possibly my favorite version of the vampire. Kind of Orla? Well, it's kind of like the mix. Like they have kind of the Nosferatu style Mm. of Barlow, but then you get kind of the classic design too. Mm -hmm. And this is like the famous one that's been, you know. Aped? Yeah, exactly. Where the kids, you know, tapping at the window. Oh, how gr- there's this great scene where the kid kind of in, floating. Yeah, kind of like, and they're like they they're yeah. melted in with the the smoke yeah. and the fog. It's so cool. What channel originally aired this? Probably ABC or CBS. ABC probably. Yeah, maybe ABC. Yeah. Um, the acting is phenomenal. I actually really enjoy the lead guy in this and the lead girl. Yeah, it's just well written, mm-hmm. well developed characters. Like this is, you know, I enjoy a lot of horror films that just get into it. I don't need. The you know the well developed characters, but every once in a while it's nice, and this is a great example of it. Um, it doesn't feel its length like it's 
three it, hours it's zippy, plus, right? I believe, and it, it it doesn't feel like it's yeah. I don't know. I love this movie. Eight and a half pumpkins, Ooh, yeah, out of ten. Like I said, it may be my favorite vampire film. And I followed it up with another Stephen King vampire film that I feel is very underrated. Night, be, Night Flyer. Yeah, have you seen it? No, I was no, just gonna no, say no. I'd be surprised if any th- guys had seen it. Trying to think of all the uh, Stephen it's King hard to find. Numbers. It's uh, the DVD went out of print and like it hasn't got a Blu-ray release or some weird rights holding it up. But I know a lot of people this want it. This wasn't made for TV number, was it? It is. It is. I oh, yeah. think it either made for TV or straight to video. Like I don't think it yeah. got a theatrical. It definitely feels low budget. So this is yeah. 1997. Not really a great time for horror, mm. but there's something about and it, it does have that kind of that you know what I mean the it, '90s look yeah. to it where it's kind of. It's not ugly, but it doesn't have that same atmosphere that you had, you know, previously. And yeah. you know, we're kind of getting it back, but it's sterile. But other than that, it's it's such a good film. So Miguel Ferrer, Ferrer, how do you pronounce his name? Ferrer, Ferrer, um, Miguel Ferrer. Um, anyways, he's great. George Clooney's cousin or whatever. Oh, is it? I think so. He always mm-hmm. plays a great villain. But anyways, he's a senior writer of a rag magazine. They're pretty much like. The magazine to post the Bigfoot and all the bullshit. Oh, like the National Enquirer? But they also, in, the, in this one, like, they post the violent stuff. Like, he gets pissed off because they didn't put on the front page his picture of a dead baby in a freezer that he took. Uh, He's a guy that, that does, like, the... He's a shock journalist. Exactly. And even when he's like, he, you know, he'll mess up like a crime, a crime scene to get a better picture. Like he goes yeah. to a graveyard and he'll, uh, he vandalizes the gravestone to make a cooler picture yeah. for, for the magazine. He, he's not, he's a very, he's a terrible person. You see that right away from the beginning. There's a new journalist that's just uh, started the magazine and she's like, oh, kindly introduce herself and wants to work with him. And he totally blows her off. And well, she's nude dickish way. <laughs> Is that what you just said? No, no. Oh, you new, 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 jur- new. Sorry, I'm, I'm new um, journalist would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the the plot of this movie is is is, is kind of very cool. It's a vampire, and what he does is he flies around an airplane at night, and then he stops off. Usually, will kill the people there at the uh, the port, and then and then flies off and away. Yeah, what a great idea. Um, yeah, the, the way the mystery unfolds, it's like really fascinating because you have these two journalists and they're kind of going to place to place and investigating like just the way they tell the story. And, you know, they meet the people and they're interviewing different people and they talk about this old woman that like has been acting weird. And then she's showing up and all of a sudden her hair is like she's like a six year old woman, but she's like revitalized and she's starting to look like she did when she's 30 and mm-hmm. stuff. And and then, you know, they talk about finding her body later on all drained. Like there's just a lot of really cool the way it all unfolds this, this mystery and then, you know, the finale, I don't want to say too much, but you do get eventually a good look at this vampire. And it's, it's, it's not what you expect. It's kind of monstrous. And, and uh, there's a lot of, like, really great gore and practical effects on here. It kind of feels like an extended Tales from the Crypt episode, okay. whether, you know, good or bad. Yeah. I really enjoy this movie. I feel it's totally underrated. I'm going to give it eight pumpkins out of Ooh, ten. Wow. Um, yeah, I've seen it two, three times now. And every time I love it, I think it's just... It's worth, so worth well out, done, eh? despite being, you know, it's one of those '90s gems. There's few, few and far between. Yeah, and I think this is definitely one. So I, yeah, I'm dying for this to get a Blu-ray. You, awesome. you guys definitely need to check this one out. What did you see, Maddie? Uh, from uh, 2001, I watched a Stuart Gordon flick called Dagon. Have you guys seen this? Oh, I love Dagon. I, I haven't. Is awesome. This guy and his a girl and uh, his a uh, millionaire boss and his wife are uh, shipwrecked. Some some bad things going down, so they have to. Um, their ship is stuck between a rock and the, the waves, and uh, they have to like go into town. Like it's almost like a abandoned port town. No one knows where it is, and no one's helping them out. 
So like, oh shit, they have to figure it out. And everyone looks a bit weird. They run in there like, who's helping us out? No one's giving them a hand. They get a boat, they go back out, and they realize that their boss is gone. All right, that sucks. They got to go back in. And you notice like everyone in that town, something's a little bit up. They look a bit weird. They're kind of avoiding them. It's, the whole town is amazing. It's like you walk into a cult town and everyone's kind of against you, but they mm-hmm. all look a bit different. Mm. Well, this yeah. is based on, of course, a Lovecraft, Lovecraft story. And there is just this folklore that they have to delve deep into to figure out where um, his guy's girlfriend goes missing. So he has to figure out where she is. It's him just trying to figure out the town and uh, everyone around it. And it just goes batshit crazy like every H.P. Lovecraft story does. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It does lag because it is like 2001. Some of the acting is not up to par. I think the biggest issue with that film is it has like some of the most atrocious CGI you ever see. The CGI see. does kind it's very, of uh, very bad. get in the way a bit, and the acting is really not the greatest either. But yeah, but I, I still, I still I love, love the movie. story. Yeah, yeah. I love the uh, the uh, even the townsfolk. There's some great scenes in there. I'm giving it seven. Oh, it seems kind of low. Yeah, I think I'd go even higher. Yeah. I'd I, I love that movie. But again, I'm a sucker for you know the whole towns in on it. Kind yeah. Of I, I watched from 1932, The Most Dangerous Game. So the classic story of the most dangerous game is, is, is human a, beings. Oh, I was thinking Jenga. Je- yes. Yeah. Also, they play Jenga first. Yeah. And then they and run then off they... the board. So cool concept. This guy gets stranded off this yacht where everybody else that's on it, it opens up and they just like instantly everyone dies and then he he gets on the shore the lead is joel mccray who's famous for he's been in you know hitchcock movies Mm. and and uh a precious sturgis lead in a couple sullivan travels and the palm beach story which are two of my all-time favorite movies it gives a little bit more star power than some of these other 1930s 40s productions and it's a little bit higher production i guess they were filming a lot of the same sets and the jungle sets they use on king kong Oh, awesome definitely like the mansion is super creepy the lead that's like bringing them in there definitely like it is setting you up right away that yeah. you know something is off um Again, like once they get out into the jungle, it's really cool. You know, the, the chase is it tense as anything? It actually what? does have yeah. a, a, an intensity from the 30s. Yeah. So, uh, I find I, yeah, these two movies don't have like that same tension that I like, but it's still there, right? This one has it more than I've seen in a lot of others, yeah. and that's why I'm going to give it a little bit higher. I'm going to give it 7.5. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, that, that's one I've been meaning to see. I'm, a, again, a sucker for all those films, mm. too. Yeah, it, 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 it appeared on Criterion with supposedly, like, a, a superior transfer so than the last is one. Is this better than the Ice-T flick surviving the game? No. Okay, good. I, I don't think anything's better than that. One right? day we're going to do uh, our planned uh, <laughs> episode of all those. Um, Ice-T flicks? Well, that and Most Dangerous Game. Oh, type I'm going to say Ice-T flicks is probably. <laughs> well, we got New Jack City. <laughs> Deadliest Game. <laughs> mean guns <laughs> okay so i i needed to uh find a show that i could watch during the day because i i've had to do most of my movie watching you know on my on my lunch break at work and uh at, at super late at night where i'm getting tired and everything so anyways i started watching halloween wars <laughs> what's this? season six oh, okay this is one where they make cakes and, yeah uh, we, we talked about i used to yeah. cover this a lot and then like yeah. I stopped finding a way to watch it. So I actually signed up for the free month just to watch (laughs) watch it because I love this uh, show. Um, So, yeah, I think I watched the previous five before and I watched season Mm -hmm. seven, but I missed six. 
So I went back to this one. Um, this is, is this the thing you watch a lot this week? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so this episode is called Witches and Warlocks from can, can 2016. You do me a favor? Why don't you just get it all out of the way? Me and I are going to have for a quick smoke. Yeah. And then, uh, you go ahead and just talk about this. For <laughs> all right. So the judge on this one is Tom Mancini, of course, the writer and creator of Child's Play. The guest judge is Elvira, which was really oh, awesome. awesome. So the, the whole point of the show, again, I'll, I'll race through them. I'll just mention the plot the first time, or not really the plot, but it, it's kind of a game show. What you have, the, you have like the best artists and pumpkin carving, cake design and uh, candy design, I mm-hmm. guess. But what they create, man, it's like it's works of art, what they're able to create with this stuff. Like there's a taste test, but that's not really part of it. The main thing is like mm-hmm. creating piece of art and amount of time so you, they do a small scare where they have like a half an hour or something or an hour and then they do a large scare where they have five hours and you have like uh, three people on your team and whatnot so yeah it's uh i don't know i i enjoy watching this i've watched like i said the other seasons they always have most of the time they have cool guests on there and uh yeah this one was called witch so this one the big scare was they had to do witches fighting warlocks and then the small scare was a selfie from hell so yeah. What, what are you giving this? Uh, I'm going to give it, all these are going to just be seven pumpkins out of 10. They're That's just uh, pretty high. They're yeah. fun. They're fun hour episodes. HGTV. Yeah. I got it from, uh, I had to join some stacked streaming service or some bullshit. But Is that like the new Playboy one? No, I wish. Uh, they actually had tons of Halloween food shows, but again, I didn't, I got on this late. Um, so you guys are lucky. I could have had these from the beginning. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> if next year he doesn't watch any movies, he just but watches yeah. a bunch oh, of yeah. like Home and Garden I, I probably could. I think there's enough, there's enough stuff. I'm not really into like the ones where it's like, oh, we're going to create cupcakes and stuff. Yeah. Like this is like more like they're creating giant art, art sculptures yeah. out of food. Like you can't tell it's out of, like it's crazy yeah. what they, what they were able to make. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a fun show if you need something to uh, get points. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fuck. so yeah. I uh, I watched uh, the Goldbergs from season two from t- uh, 2014. Couples costume. Uh, family takes care of Beverly. Oh, so this is. That. I don't think that's a Halloween episode. It man. is a, during a Halloween party. Uh, oh. That it opens up with pops gets evicted. While he's having a Halloween party, oh, isn't it like the, the that ten seconds is like the Halloween? And then it's not, and then the rest of it? and also the kids like it's like the day after where Halloween, the, isn't it? They do most yeah. of the episode the day after. Yeah. It is still the Halloween. No, episode. it counts, oh, hey. but yeah, it's it's like the worst one you could watch. Um, okay. Spoiler: I watch them all. Okay, so. good. okay, good. <laughs> this one, I felt like the humor was better than the first season, even though like the jokes are a little bit tighter, the yeah. characters are a little bit better defined, even if the Halloween X elements are quite there quite there and after seeing more of the episodes it's still a little bit creaky yeah in in terms of where it's at so i'm gonna give this 6.5 pumpkins but i come more around okay awesome couple costumes is definitely the highlight Uh, speaking of uh great sitcoms i watched bob burgers from a season eight episode three the wolf of wharf street so i must have just forgot to talk about this yeah Uh, Uh. I, i did watch this on october 9th yeah, we, oh, I gave him the point yeah, yeah. for it, but yeah, he, I think he forgot to oh, talk about okay. that episode. How great is this show? Like, I'm yeah, excited. Fun, like, so good. come November first, I am just going to binge watch this. Like, I've seen season one, but I think I'm just going to like. Yeah, I think I'm finished this. three now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. I love these characters. I love how Halloween this is. Like, uh, I guess what happened is uh, Bob hurt his back, so he starts taking like painkillers and he gets all paranoid and he thinks his buddy is a werewolf. Yeah, and this is he, awesome. The kids take the mom trick or treating and she wants to prove that she's a fun mom. So if they're trying to find this werewolf that's in, I guess, their city. It is fantastic, nice. and it all wraps up beautifully. Like, yeah, I got to get to that before yeah. the week's over. I started a couple, which I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about, but 
Excuse me, I, I get that. For I'm you. excited about the show. I'm giving it eight. Like I love these Halloween episodes. Yeah, and I heard again it's not on streaming service yet, but there's like one recently from last year or something that's supposed yeah. to be fantastic. It's I think there might be the two ones. more. Oh, awesome! Yeah, man. there's two more. Plus, there might even be one. Like there's one this year too. Oh, maybe. But I, I just know like the one like I read like they put them in order and the one like recently that we can't watch unfortunately is supposed to be like the best one. Awesome. Best. Well, maybe next year second best be to on, full like, bars uh, or something. Yeah. Okay, well, I finished off tonight with another theme, this kind of theme. I went for the uh, modern high school movies, I guess, horror. Oh, oh, sweet. So you watched Detention? Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> I, I have no idea. What the fuck, Maddie? That's just... <laughs> Look at this. Think of a number between 150. See if I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a movie from 2011. Um, I wasn't, I've heard it has a bit of a cult following, so I was kind of interested. And reading the back, it's like a mix of like teen romp, but with slasher. And then there's... Your boy Dane Cook? Does yeah, Dane Cook one? is in this. Yeah, he's the principal. So pretty much there's a slasher character who's a character from a movie called Cinder Hella who's going around killing the teens. But this film just gets insane. I, I would have said I didn't really enjoy it. The first five minutes right away, it sets yeah. a tone and you're either with it or with you're not with it. It's like 80 editing. I did not enjoy the style of writing like, I just feel like I'm not the demographic for it. They're trying to be so cool. And, yeah. you know, the way they're using all the, the, the <laughs> slang from 2001. When was it? 2001? 20, 2011. But just the way they're using the, the cell phones yeah. up on the screen. Like, I, whatever. I did not enjoy the, the style. Um, it, it turns out the, the director is Were the, uh, the uh, murders on fleek? <laughs> <laughs> the director, turns out, is a music video director, which is no surprise. It's good in the sense that music videos look great. So the mm-hmm. film does look pretty good, but it's also. You know, you don't want that style of editing in your movie. Yeah, I wrote it. Kind of has like Diablo Cody style of writing, but like if you if you have an issue with her writing, how like it's so written. Yeah, this is like that times times ten. Like it's so over the top and full of so many pop culture references. Side and- note: Have you guys ever seen Jennifer's Body? I watched that last year and I loved da, it. Da, 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 don't spoil. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, the film I did not—I did not enjoy this movie. But what yeah. I will say, I'll give it credit, is it is totally fucking bonkers. Like, I don't know who the target. Like, I'm not the target audience, but teens, this is too fucking weird and out there. It starts getting into time travel, and you're going back in time, and her and her daughter are switching places. Then there's this guy you find out, like halfway through the film, that the jock is actually—they go into his origin, and he got a smashed and got a TV stuck to his hand for most <laughs> of his childhood, and then he became this Brundlefly kind of guy. Like this movie, it's like I don't. Is it done well or is it done like cheesy? Is any like how how well there's, is this? There's done? some interesting yeah. ideas in there. Again, though, I just hate the stuff. Like it, yeah. it's trying to be so cool and so hip for like a young audience, but then it's like all that stuff is obviously in there for horror fans. Yeah, there, there's some interesting stuff in there, but again, I, so I feel this could be done like very well or very very poorly. Yeah, I, Anyways, four pumpkins out of ten for yeah, me. Very, very um, poorly. <laughs> again, I, I don't know if it's done poorly. Yeah. I think it's like it's it's pretty like there's the opening credits is expertly done. The way he has the credit of each person pop up on all these, the way it's all put together, whether it's you know a pop machine uh, cans rolling down the machine, it's mm-hmm. pop like the way all of it's done. It's so well put together, but it's just too much for me. It's like I can't handle that. ADD stuff like shit just anyways I followed it up with as you guys just spoiled uh, because I thought it would be you're so goddamn predictable man honestly um 
Idea. You don't even Actually, remember the name of the of the movie. No, I need now. the year. Uh, from t- <laughs> from two thousand nine, Jennifer's Body. Jessica's Body. <laughs> Predictable, like detention. Does anyone even know what that fucking movie is? Besides Maddie, <laughs> I thought that that's a pretty cult uh, yeah. pick. Even Jennifer's Body. Who the fuck's talking about this one? I, I feel I, like I it's starting to come year. come yeah. back. Yeah, I, I've had this on my radar to maybe watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm curious what what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it actually has gained a bit of a cult following. Mm-hmm. I guess they they claim it was marketed wrong, and you know they really fucked over Megan Fox and all that stuff. And I don't know if I agree with that. I think it, <laughs> I think it kind of got what it deserves. It's it's not a bad film. It's not a good film though. It's just kind of there, and I don't understand why it has such a cult following. So it opens up. We have Amanda Seyfried. She's locked away. This is I'm not spoiling anything. She's locked away in an asylum. Is this the did. Diablo Cody, did she direct this as well as write it? I feel like she did. No. It's the woman from The Invitation, right? Karen, yeah, maybe it is. Karen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, so it opens up. Amanda Seyfried is locked away in an asylum. She's kind of violent, and then she goes in to explain how she got this way. Uh, her and Megan Fox, she's kind of like the nerdy sweet girl, and Megan Fox is kind of like the the hot yeah rough and tumble rebel yeah exactly they and they uh she bugs her to go to some indie rock band at some dive bar to go see a band called low shoulder um adam brody is a singer i for that. love adam brody he's he's, he's pretty great in he this yes yeah, like, yeah as the douchebag like yeah. lead singer i'm glad he's kind of getting uh, i've heard that there's gonna be a lot of adam brody coming now that the uh well, he was ready, getting, or yeah, ready or not too um, yeah, oh, he, awesome. he's the best part of this film. Megan Fox isn't terrible in this either. I'm usually yeah, not a fan I, I of her. I thought she did really well in this. But anyway, it's just she, they go to this band, this fire breaks out while they're playing, and the band convinces Fox to go with them in their van, and it turns out, you know, they're going to do a demonic sacrifice. But she uh, lies to him, tells him she's a virgin, and uh, I guess there's something where if you lie, then you become possessed or some bullshit. So it's Megan Fox going around murdering isn't and there like a, a and nice um, or something. mythology about the town they're actually in? There's a cool like story about that, or maybe uh, I'm thinking of a different movie. Like there's something like the Devil's Rock or the uh, Red Rock. There's um there's a waterfall that, that it's like it goes to this like endless yeah this endless pit where like stuff no goes in there and goes. no one knows. Yeah, um it, yeah it, it was it was okay. I don't really have much to say with it. It's not. I don't think it's this long lost gem that people would have you believe. Hmm. I don't think it's as horrible as many would have had you believe then either. Though the whole big scene, I remember becoming. You know, everyone talking about Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox have like their lesbian makeout nah. scene. It's so like, it's not, tan- it's so like, who cares? <laughs> it's not that, you know, tantalizing. It's not that exciting. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it six pumpkins out of 10. Like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's just kind of there. There's some interesting stuff in it. But I, yeah, I don't know how I feel. I'd like Diablo Cody's writing in Juno. I think it worked mm. in that as like a one off. I don't know if I really want to see that type of writing you want to see juno too no so yeah what else did you guys watch on the 22nd i um got into our favorite sitcom for halloween i watched roseanne uh from season two episode seven boo and nice. i watched a uh, season three episode eight i love these shows man like i absolutely love like i don't know what you're thinking <laughs> anyways yeah i'm giving them eight and 8.5 yeah so the the eight is for boo or no eight is for trick-or-treat and boo is 8.5 yeah I think Trick or Treat's actually one of the better episodes. It's just not the best Halloween episode. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I would also agree with that. There's some really funny gags of her as yeah. a man. And anything with I, I Dan like, in that one, I kind of don't like. I like the um, uh, Three Stooges as well, the costume. His costume is yeah. great. I just don't like any of the stuff about mm-hmm, him DJ, DJ being, being a, a witch. And that's, well, that's funny because our, our youngest son is being a witch this year. That's what he wants to be, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in it? Becky's like, well, what if he wanted to be a Disney princess? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if he wants to be yeah, a... Yeah. No, it has nothing to do with gender. Yeah. Like, if he wants Wanted to be like a like like a Robin Hood from like a oh, Robin Hood like, or Wonder no, Woman, no, yeah, no, 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 no exactly. No, no, to me, yeah. it's like I don't care if he wants to be a female; it's more of a, whether it's cool or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I love the the look of a witch. I think witches yeah. are awesome, but I you know Disney princesses I don't give two yeah. shits about. Realistically, I guess we really wanted to be sure, but yeah. um, yeah, hopefully he would rather do cooler <laughs> Halloween stuff. But yeah. Um, I could see that being a big to- like. Why do you have a problem with that? Though? I know you mentioned that before. I could see that being a big. I could see that still being a topic for a lot of people. I think it just feels underwritten in force. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Huh. As I find most of the show. So Yeah, fair enough. I can't believe how much I don't like John Goodman on, on <laughs> yeah, you're Roseanne. Crazy. That show would like had such an important impact on, on sitcoms. It was like the first that, to yeah. do so many it broke so many uh yeah, boundaries. Like the openly gay characters were in that too, weren't they? Yeah. It definitely feels like it's Dealing like from the episodes I've watched, I think and abortion, I, I watched drugs. A, I watched yeah. a ton of these episodes as yeah. a kid, but I always didn't like it. Yeah, fair enough. I always found it unfunny and like super corny, and yeah, it's just not for me. Okay, cool. Let's. Uh, I don't need to talk about Roseanne again this yeah, week. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I tried to blow through this. I tried to blow through this, guys. <laughs> um, from 2016, I watched Under the Shadow, oh, which I, I hadn't I, seen uh, before. I really enjoyed. Was this on your list? I think it was just it made honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it was like on my list, and then yeah. I rewatched, and I was like, it's still good. But I think I'm also just burnt out on Supernatural. I think it's a great movie, and I think it yeah. could, could be on my list easily. What, what did you think? But yeah, yeah I really think? liked it a it's lot. It's awesome, right? I love all the aspects of how it deals with the transition. The from revolution? The, the revolution, yeah. where it's a very liberal yeah. Western country into this extremist country. Yeah. You know, some of the allegorical elements are a little bit heavy-handed yeah. but like it's still it's still taking something that we've seen a billion times before and throwing it in a new setting that just mm. kind of completely adds something makes it feel fresh and exciting totally and uh, yeah i thought like great lead performance mm-hmm. uh very cool direction the tension in this movie is insane even right? what they do with the bed sheet yeah. is, oh is yeah like, that's amazing i don't know what a great yeah, idea. and really like there's tension early on, even when nothing's happening, because yeah. the war too. Like yeah, that's exactly it. Like that fucking bomb drops in the fucking house, right? Like yeah. it's like uh, the Devil's Backbone. What makes that movie so great is that mm. bomb that's just sitting there, that's yeah, just picking away, right? The same thing with this movie for me. So I'm giving this eight pumpkins. Nice. It, yeah. it would have been close to making my list if not yeah, at the back end. I, I yeah. think at like the I think it was like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight in my list. Like it almost made it. And it's got the famous work. What's the famous workout video? James Fonda workout. Jane, Jane Fonda. Yeah. yeah. But also just like she's ha- like she's got that, and then you realize, oh, sh- is she supposed to have this? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, well, I, they kind of yell at the girl for like, yeah, you don't tell people we have a VCR. We yeah. could get in trouble if you do that. I always enjoy stuff yeah. like that where it's like I don't know anything about that time, mm-hmm. about that culture, about that country. So like, well, when you throw f- me in there, and when you, you first learn it. saw this, you didn't know it was like an older movie. It was supposed to be in like the mid eighties. You thought yeah. it was like, oh, just like a normal day in the yeah. But that, that's our uh, North American mind. Yeah. We assume every country's thirty years yeah. behind, but they're probably not. Like Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched from 2018, kind of on the different setting supernatural kick, uh, I watched 
The Wind. Have you guys seen this? No. I actually picked this up on Blu-ray and I had it in my watch pile this month but haven't got to it. So it's a supernatural thriller based in the West. It's a Western frontier where it's this couple who have been living there all by themselves for basically this whole time, years now. And another couple moves in and there seems to be something off about them. It deals with flashbacks so interestingly because it the evolution of this female character and the female lead is fucking awesome in this never mind sorry what year is this movie 2018 yeah i know i'm talking about something different sorry (laughs) (laughs) i think that i'm like i'm talking about one from the 80s so there's just like the elements and how that plays on someone's psyche and also just like a pamphlet that has demons on the frontier and what that means to a person. Yeah, I I really thought this was really well done. It does fall into the trap a little bit of, I've seen these elements before, Mm -hmm. and it isn't as successful as, as Under the Shadow at the new setting kind of overcoming those limitations. I'm still going to give this one seven pumpkins out of ten. Oh, it's still pretty good, eh? Yeah, still really, really worth the watch. The one I was talking about is the 86 version that uh, a novelist goes to some uh, lighthouse to light a, write a novel and she gets harassed by some... Mm-hmm. Starred Meg, stars Meg Foster. Awesome. Anyways. Is that it for the 22nd? No, I, will, I also finished off with Grimm, the Grimm, season Grimm, finale Grimm. <laughs> of Grimm. Now, are you starting season two or is that going to be it for Grimm? No, I've start, we started season oh, two. Okay. Yeah, and I think we're we're gonna finish season two, even though I won't finish it in time. Yeah, but it still feels like a great show to watch during okay. November. November and and in the in the fall, the early days of winter. So this is uh, the season finale. It's called Woman in Black from twenty twelve of season one. Uh, this really goes into all of the kind of lore they've built up, which I don't really need to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ends the season on a high note, and you can kind of see like the show that I really like. It's it's there. I'm gonna give this one seven pumpkins. Ooh, cool. Mm-hmm. You seem to really like the show, but I don't think have you went higher than a seven at all for any of these episodes. I don't think uh, you have. Have you? I don't know if I have. I don't know if there's in this season any. Okay. Is it, does it get um, better? Like, what's the? Is it gets better? Is there a strong season? Or I think, as I recall, the middle seasons were the okay. were the ones like three, four. The first season always seems to be the weakest for most shows. I mean, again, not for all, but for most of, you know, I look at a lot of my favorites, X Files and Seinfeld. Yeah. Even you know, the first season is always not the strongest. Yeah, I agree. Uh, cool. Well, let's move on to the twenty third then. So I start off the day with, um, I think Maddie, I feel like, recommended this or watched this one of the years. R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour Season 2, Pumpkinhead from 2011. Have any of you guys watched any of this The Haunting Hour show? No. This is new to me, but this is like, it's kind of a goosebumps, but for older. I like The Haunting Hour. I watched, yeah, uh, yeah a few episodes. It's got like the really production values, are like goosebumps mm-hmm. as much as I love the books. Yeah. Like the stories and the ideas are always so cool. The Goosebumps show, it's it's terribly like mm-hmm. acted. You could tell they have no money to do. I anything. remember even as a kid hating oh, yeah. the show and yeah. loving the books. So, yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't get me wrong, I like the Haunted Mask, all those episodes, mm-hmm. but they're bad. Like I knew that then. I just like the books, but this is different. Like this actually has good production values. The acting is actually not too and bad. Kind the, of the dark. Scripts are not too like. Oh yeah, yeah. So this episode was extremely dark. Like I did not watch this with my son. I yeah. watched it by myself when I like kind of read about it. So you find out it opens up right away. It's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. You find out that like three kids went missing last Halloween. So Halloween's kind of like banned in this this town, and they they only do you got to go to the gym to like 
do your trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three kids, I guess, uh, the mom leaves, and the the oldest daughter is gonna is gonna babysit the other two. They have these tiny pumpkins, so they the the kind of not troublemaker, but the uh, kind of oldest brother is like, oh, we should sneak into this uh, this this farm and go steal the pumpkins, some forbidden farm. And it's like, you go there and you find out that this farmer grows all these pumpkins, but he doesn't sell them. Like, what does he do with all these pumpkins? Mm-hmm. And they start kind of looking around. It's kind of creepy. Like, there's almost like these pumpkin scarecrow kind of people. And they find this like patch that has these like weird kind of potato bags covering them. You don't know what they're mm-hmm. covering. But then before they're about to pull it off and the farmer comes and yells at them and threatens them if they don't leave. But they end up sneaking out with some pumpkins anyway. They get home. The pumpkins, like the one is filled with like worms and bugs and everything. And then the other pumpkin, they find what looks like human teeth inside mm-hmm. of it. So yeah, I don't want to say too much other than that. I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, this is surprisingly dark when you find out what is going on. And but the ending is cool, like, right? is not, it's a pretty fucking bleak ending too. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious if the rest of this series is, because I, I love mm. R.O. Stein as a writer. I think he yeah. is really cool at coming up with great ideas. But again, a lot of his stuff always has no budgets and everything. I'm going to give the seven and a half pumpkins out of 10. Like this awesome. is- this is going to be a new Halloween staple for me every Stand year, by. I think. Yeah, I, I uh, really dug it. And then I'll just jump in quickly because we've talked about these. I did four Bob's Burgers. Oh, nice. Uh, full bars from season three, 2012. Season four, Fortnite. Season five, Tina and the Real Ghost. And season six, A Hauntening. Uh, full bars, of course, we've talked about classic, one of my favorite yeah. Halloween episodes ever. Fortnite. I actually agree with you, Adam. Oh, sorry. Full bars, I'm going to give nine pumpkins out of 10. Ooh-hoo. Fortnite. Um, Fortnite, I agree. It's um, it's not the most Halloween, but there's there's some fun stuff, and I, I think it's one of the better written. Like, there's a lot of good jokes in that yeah. one. Oh my goodness, yeah. So I'm gonna still give that one seven pumpkins out of ten. Uh, Teeny and the Real Ghost, I think, is the lesser. It's probably the weakest, actually, of all the Halloween ones I've seen. I'm gonna give that one six pumpkins out of ten. That's where like she captures a ghost yeah. in a shoebox and falls in love with it, and but whatever. It's not that good. And then the Hauntening, I also, I know you watched that last week and mm. loved it. And I agree, that one's seven pumpkins out of ten for me, too. It's fun where the youngest girl says, like, oh, I can never, never be scared. scared. So they, they create this really bad haunted house for, but then, like, real shit starts happening and it gets really scary. And it's uh, it's just a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. That one's up, uh, like, the yeah. three of those are up there. Yeah. Like, I, I think I've given, like, it's like 8.5 for yeah. full bars and 8 for yeah. the other two. Again, Fortnite, I'm kind of being a little hard on it because it isn't like the kids spend most of the time stuck in their the treehouse. Like the Halloween stuff really comes out of the, the right. parents working. On I think the this costume. is where we differ in our ratings. Yeah, yeah, score. Yeah. I'm just at, yeah, but this is just an episode. Yeah, that's that's fine. Again, I'm I'm kind of looking at it if you know if you can only get watch three Halloween episodes this year or something. Are you going to choose Fortnite or something else? Right. Um, but Full Bars, I think, definitely hits every note for, you know, Halloween and just hilarious. But yeah, that, that, this show, and it's one of the, if you guys haven't given Bob's Burgers a chance, I feel it is. Is it kind of underrated? Actually, there's a new movie. Know. There's a theatrical movie coming out next year. Really? Awesome. Yeah, so I think it's gaining steam. because Yeah. Yeah. It, probably when it's hitting streaming services and stuff, it's gaining Yeah, that makes sense. And Kyle's average rating of seven does not... Uh, it's better than that. <laughs> yeah, it, I am so excited about watching this show. Come November first. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those shows that yeah, it's better than Simpsons and Family Guy and all that that's left. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I did watch two more movies, but I'll let you guys jump in. Okay, I watched probably one of my favorite movies so far this month. It's almost like you take an action hero and turn him into a vampire hunter. 
or like a swashbuckling Ooh, uh, pirate. Tell me. Captain Kronos, baby, yeah. from uh, 1974. Hammer. This is so, so much fun. You just take this uh, guy who's just wandering uh, town to town. I just love the mythology and all the rules they have and everything, yeah. and like the weapons and how you got, if you get bit, what you do. And it like, is so, I just love a, a badass vampire hunter yeah. who's like a swashbuckling hero. And there's this one scene that there's this uh, bullies who's trying to take, uh, there's a whole mystery that's going on around this town about uh, people are losing their youth. Like there's a young lady who's walking in the woods and like things happen. Next time the uh, parents see her, she is like an old lady. Huh. So all these people are like, their youth is getting sucked out of them. So uh, as Captain Crohn's is going into town, they don't want him sniffing around because the vampire, I guess, is... It's, yeah, it's such a cool, again, a, a cool take on the vampire that's yeah. sucking the youth. And Carolyn so, Monroe's in it. Uh, oh, yeah, she is something else. Yeah. And uh, there's one great scene where they hire, I guess, this, these mercenaries to take care of this Captain Kronos because they, they want him out. So they start making fun of this his hunchback friend. I guess he's his... Uh, uh, what do you want to look? Uh, his Robin to his Batman? Yeah, he's uh, well. He he helps him with the weapons and all that kind yeah. of stuff, doesn't he? Like, oh yeah, the cute was James Bond, if you will. Yeah, I guess. or um, <laughs> what's the guy from Blade and uh, yeah, who's like uh, Chris Christopherson? Yeah. Anyway, Blade. Anyway, so they're making fun of him. He's like, no, nah, not going to happen. So he just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic scene. Yeah, yeah I, I love this movie. I, I I wish there was a comic book. I wish there was more movies. I, I, yeah, I'm this. so pissed like, that it, this is, I think it came out near the end of Hammer, so yeah. it wasn't the big hit that they thought it was going to be because they had planned various it, sequels. It could have been like a, like a oh, six yeah. movie franchise, and I probably, hopefully, I would love every single yeah. one of them. Even if a Captain Crow was turned into like a werewolf hunter. Just like Kronos, Nightmare on Elm Street. You got it. <laughs> I would watch this. Like Captain Kronos is dead. I would watch that movie if it was in 3D. I'm in. Yeah, I'm giving this 8.5. Yeah. I love this movie, it's man. Funny. I'm so angry because I ordered this from from some site that had a sale yeah. hoping I would get it. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'll be lucky if I get it before Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's the site a, takes a sweet ass time to get it. But um, yeah, I did order the Blu-ray because I, I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. You might like it. It's almost like a swashbuckling uh, pirate. No, I'm curious. Hammer has yeah. some great. I, I you think should, you should maybe tackle Hammer next I've, year. Well, I've got an eight uh, movie box set that I've just oh, been sitting there, yeah. but and I just haven't. I think it's going to be a next year thing. I just haven't been in the flow of yeah. that, and I've been watching yeah. other kind of things. The problem with Hammer too is like unlike Universal, where well, buddy, they they own all you, the movies. Quit, oh. quit slacking off, man. Watch yeah. more movies, Adam. <laughs> like, what are you thinking, man? Like, I'm trying. <laughs> come on. You're, you're letting me down. You're letting Kyle down. And most of all, you're letting our two fans down. <laughs> I was going to say that unlike Universal, where you can get all the movies in one box set, it's easy. Mm. Hammer is a mess where like, it's like Halloween where, you know, 10 different companies own all the different movies. Yeah. So it's so hard. Like you buy this box set and you get like part two of a movie and part six, and then you got to get part one over here and three in this box. Like, it's uh, thankfully Scream Factory has been getting the rights from most of the companies, so they've actually been putting out most of them. So, which which is nice. I actually most of my order is all the Hammer titles they've been putting out. So, yeah, it, that'd be fun. Uh, I I tried to get through some this year, but I I don't know if I'm going to get through them all again because this company's not getting me my fucking movies. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I watched from 1977, David Cronenberg's Rabid. So I watched Shivers, uh, you know, the first week here, and now I'm watching Rabid. Uh, This is another one of these similar kind of story where someone has been infected and and is now infecting other people. It more leans on almost a pandemic. uh, Is this the sexual disease or is that the last one? That was the last one. The last one is the sexual disease disease this one though has a, a phallic growth on her body that like oh, yeah. uh, awesome. and it, it stars the the porn star marilyn chambers who actually is 
fairly good in this for someone that never really acted ever again in a mainstream mainstream movie. movie yeah. I was going to say, yeah, they have to act all the time. They have to make it look like they're enjoying that <laughs> yeah. shit. They're not coked out. I did find overall this was a little bit of a step down from Shivers for me. I felt like he was a little bit more conventional. It, it felt like a, somebody else could have made this movie, even though it's it's very well directed yeah. and there's still standout stuff. I wonder if he kind of got a lot of trouble for Shivers. He got an entire... It took him years yeah. to remake mm. this. And it's the same thing. They're using the stock. Uh, so this is like a remake of the last one? Or? No, it's oh, a okay, different sorry. movie completely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he basically made Shivers. It was vilified. Uh, he couldn't get grant funding, couldn't... You know, was basically on his own trying to get things going. And it took him, you know, three, I think, years to kind of get back in the game where he was supposed to be this, even in Canada, this hotshot because everybody Mm -hmm. realized how talented he was. I feel like even right to the end, I mean, it seems like it's always a struggle for him to get money for his pictures. I mean, you look at a lot of his, other than the fly that he did a big budget with, it seems like he's always kind of been... He, I mean, I guess it makes sense. He doesn't really make mainstream movies. And he's always making his movies other than Map to the Stars, maybe... Everything else has been a Canadian production that yeah. mm-hmm. uses other locations. but So I'm going to give it a rabid 6.5 pumpkins. Still cool. worth checking out, though, eh? Yeah, I have, I have both of those that are Super talented to director, uh, like, of course. And yeah. uh, you, this is, but both, of the, like, even Shivers, he's not quite him yet. But there's yeah. way more, like, holy shit scenes in, in that one. Hmm. Uh, cool. I, I finished off the night with... Uh, Possibly the best double feature I've done this month. And even though I did not necessarily love all these films, I had the most fun with these two movies. And if we can get back to non-COVID next year, we're doing a double feature of these two because they were so much fun and, and they made a great double feature. So they're, they're kind of, uh, the theme is possessed children with filthy mouths. <laughs> uh, so the first one is Kathy's Curse from 1977. This is a Canadian-French co-production it's kind of famous for how crazy and bad but good it is. So it's French, not Quebec. No, France. Oh, interesting. So I don't know if they paid it, but I think I think it was filmed in Winnipeg, I believe. But I think most of the money came from France. Anyways, it opens up. We have a father. He's enraged that his wife left with his son. He drives. He has grabs his daughter. Drives off angry in a car. They get in a burning wreck. The car goes over the cliff. Um, we cut to thirty years later. The son. Returns home with his daughter and his wife. She's suffering depression after a recent miscarriage. Uh, the daughter, Kathy, finds an old doll and a painting of the ant up in the attic and soon becomes possessed. It's, it's pretty much a ripoff of, like, take Omen, Exorcist, and Carrie mixing together because she kind of has, like, telekinetic power. She can move stuff. She can appear, disappear. But she also, for some reason, gains this, like, potty mouth. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, the lines, it's so hilarious seeing this young innocent little girl calling people old bitches and fat dried up whores and filthy female cows. So there's like this, um, randomly this uh, medium that um, happens, you know, the, the mother's having tea with some people and she, she's like, Oh, I happen to be a medium. And she gets like a vision, whatever. Anyway, she comes to the house and, um, and Kathy's there and she's like, well, if it isn't the great medium, or should I say, extra rare piece of shit? <laughs> like the lines are so bad and like, but amazing. And yeah, it's, it's just this kid going around murdering people and saying really terrible things. She has like this old guy that's like, I don't know what relation is. He's a housekeeper or whatever. But for some reason, she just makes him a drunk and he goes crazy. There's like creepy ass dolls. There's a cool painting with like glowing green eyes. 
food covered in maggots, evil bad uh, laughter. It's just, um, this is a perfect pizza and beers film. So I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Because it's not a good movie, but it's entertaining throughout. And I followed that up with, from 1974, Beyond the Door. This is an Italian exorcist ripoff. This is actually a huge success, and Warner Brothers sued them and, and won, and they had to pay them, like, tons oh, of wow. money that they won. Because back then, like, it's ridiculous. You could be like, oh, you're doing an exorcist movie? That's a ripoff, even though this is quite a bit different. Um, in this case, it's a pregnant woman who becomes uh, possessed. But this is such a weird movie in that it's trash and kind of so bad it's good, but it also has, like, an artistry through it where it's like, there's some shit where it's like, like you might get a kick out of this. He's pointing at me, folks. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam. <laughs> but it's same thing, unnecessary profanity. This kid is not possessed. For some reason, they just made the daughter, who's like eight, have a potty mouth. And the whole movie, she's just <laughs> melting off. There's a great uh, scene where she's like, um, the mother's like, they're in the car just talking. And she's like, what's that crazy nickname you have for dad? And she's like, asshole (laughs) like it's just random weird stuff like that that is so funny but of course you're getting it has like a really cool like funk tunes in there um you're getting the the of course green vomit tons of green vomit and puke levitating Mm. there's a great scene that like this is before poltergeist but there's a scene where like the kids are in the room and all their toys and everything comes to life and there's like I think there's like a clown doll and there's like all this shit going on and lights and everything and it's like that's right out of the scene from poltergeist that's where they got their money back. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> it's just so weird that this film, like, it's hard to describe because it's like a trashy, obviously just rip, Italian ripoff, but there's some like really, like, impressive in art in there. Yeah, like, there's... Okay. They, they got some stuff they're trying to say in there. It's almost like Cannibal Holocaust in a weird way. Because, like, it's, kind it's, it's of, like a trash different, movie, different, I think, but yeah, there is, yeah. like, art there. Uh, but I'm going to give this one seven and a half pumpkins. I enjoyed this even more than Kathy's Curse. But, man, this would be such... Like, these are two entertaining movies. They're both only, like, hour and a half, hour 40, like, standard time. But, like, the time races through, and they they were just... Uh, they were a blast. So good, they're bad films, I awesome. guess. Nice. Oh, so, sorry. One other last thing I wanted to add. So... I, d- I did get this in this arrow set, but it's really cool because it has an extra and an hour and a half feature length documentary on all the uh, Exorcist ripoffs. So I d- I'm not going to watch it this month, but kind of worth it for the price of admission alone. Yeah. I'm kind of that might be kind of curious fun to, see, to check right? them all out, but yeah, like repossessed or would that be- maybe <laughs> I have no Exorcist. I don't know. So um, I don't know where I found this, but it was on like a Prime. It's called The Witching Season, and I watched. Uh, it's called Killer on a Loose. It's pretty much like um, I guess maybe a web episode. It's like 15 um, minutes, 20 minutes each. I feel like I own this on Blu-ray and they just yeah. like combine them all into like a movie like Yeah, it just seems like they have like these uh, things where it starts off uh Yeah, it's a horror website. It was they're pretty done, but again, the budget's not there. The acting was mediocre. I'm going to give it a 6. I watched yeah. uh, Killer on the Loose and Princess and both probably around 6. Yeah. All right. So I finished off my night watching a uh, Grim the first episode oh, of season, season two, premiere. Bad Teeth, it's called. This one does a ton of kind of like, it end, It begins right where the last episode ended because the last episode ended in- Such a cliffhanger. In total chaos. This one, again, it's, it does have a cool kind of like assassin creature that's after the lead, but it's mainly building up the whole story that you're going to deal with for the, the season. Uh, it does become, they keep the, you know, the freak of the week thing, but it that becomes more integrated as they go along. Awesome. Hmm. I'm going to give this one 7.5. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Let's uh, move on to the 24th. So I started, I got up 
early, and I watched The Ghost Breakers from 1940. This is kind of the not sequel, but, uh, you know, spiritual sequel yeah, yeah, to the actors. Bob Hope and yeah. Pollock Goddard movie, The Cat the Canary. This one starts off very promising. They're in a hotel, mm. and they're, you know, there's a, a bunch of chaos going on in a storm, and somebody ends up getting murdered. Bob Hope, again, is surprisingly charming, but maybe not quite as well-defined as his last character, I would say. There's also the unfortunate lackey that is pl- the domesticated mm-hmm. servant that is played by Willie Best, who I guess became completely vilified by the time the 50s came along for playing these black characters who were racist stereotypes. Uh, um, oh, I thought like they said like that made him, he was huge for us. He was huge in the 30s oh, and the, 40s. Oh, okay. And then by the 50s, yeah. couldn't get work. And, uh, um and this happened to a lot of actors that in that were popular. Black fucking, actors. Fucking white people sport. only hire them for these shitty roles and then and then blame them like mm. you're after. Like, I know it, it's so shitty yeah. that this happened for. There's another uh, actor that I watched something that I'll talk about mm. next week. Who's same thing and he's the best thing in that movie. Willie Best is also like his comic timing is mm-hmm. there. He's all these pratfalls are are, are great. But again, he's always having to be a stereotype, so it, it becomes a little bit overall problematic. Yeah. He's got a few great scenes where he's outside of that, and he's just getting to be a comic, and they're awesome. Bob Hope, I guess, said he was the best actor he'd ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, awesome. I, I read a lot of praise from him. I liked Cat in the Canary better than this one, but it seems like a lot of people enjoy this one more. Which one did you like? That is crazy to me that yeah. somebody wouldn't... I found this, like, Cat in the Canary, I felt was way more consistent whereas this one I felt like you said you like the beginning and the beginning is fun but I almost feel like the beginning I was waiting for the horror to happen almost felt like a crime movie and then then it's like well the beginning kind of sets up where they're going so I just thought okay they'll do this there's some good comic stuff happening and then they'll be in the haunted house but it's not it's like then it goes to a cruise and then like the haunted house stuff doesn't come into like the last 10 or 15 minutes it's like the cruise stuff doesn't really work too well and when they first get to Cuba it works even less once they're on yeah, once yeah, the island. It's fun, but yeah, it's it, it awesome. Took too long. It's almost like too little, too late. But so that that being said, I still like yeah. a lot of elements t- mm-hmm. to this. I'm gonna give it six point five pumpkins. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I might have been seven and then seven and a half for the other one. I think, but you only gave it three on on Letterbox. Yeah, yeah, that's what three's like. Good for me. That's seven. Not great. But how's that seven? Yeah, my my numbers don't don't match up when when it goes to letterbox. It's slightly (laughs) different. (laughs) There's a system. You just don't understand it. Because I I almost never give anything four and a half, which would be math wasn't really a strong suit. He was more of a a creative type. A lot of people don't just do that though. They don't just divide it by half. I know four and a half would be a nine. I know exactly, but I, I don't. Yeah, it's a little bit different for me. For letterbox, I usually do like three and a half. It's like better than good. Three's like good to okay, and then two and a half is like okay. But you haven't been consistent. This is something, folks. Follow him on both, because you gave color, uh, uh, whatever, and and went down. A, a some some score. of these too. When I actually go to put it on my letterbox, I think, and it does change slightly from what I've given it on this show too, though. I'm just shitting on you because you're always shitting on Maddie for his inconsistency. <laughs> no, that, that's fair enough. That's fair. Um, I will say I do change. Like I've, I also I've changed, agree. I've, Sometimes I've, you I've, think I've, about I've thought it. about a movie like two weeks later and be like, you know what? I was too hard on that one, or I should have been. Yeah. 
Um, I think I give Cat in the Canary three and a half on Letterboxd and yeah. Ghostbreakers three, right? So that's pretty seven and a half and seven. You're right. Technically, it should be seven and six, but fuck you. <laughs> or 6.5. 6.5 yeah. would be sure. a three. I'll do just one other because I kind of went back into this, I don't know, 40s ghost uh, house kind of stories. Mm -hmm. This one's from 1942, The Living Ghost. Mm. It's a detective that is brought in to investigate this family friend who may or may not be a zombie. Um, There is instantly less to like about this. The lead, I couldn't fucking stand. Mm. Um, He's like Bob Hope. He's supposed to be doing one-liners, but I don't like any of the one-liners. Everyone around him, though, is pretty entertaining, so that helps. But this guy, it's really his movie. Falls flat, eh? It fell pretty flat for me. I'm getting this one 5.5 pumpkins. Okay, I've never even heard of that one. Cool. I guess I'll just jump in really quickly. Uh, I did some more Halloween Wars Season 6 Haunted Motel. This one, the guest judge was Sid Haig, which was kind of cool. So, of course, they do a haunted motel, and then the small scare was Medusa with a new hairdo. And then I did Two-Faced, which uh, the guest judge was Carlson Young, which is some girl from Scream TV series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Sometimes they get like, those guests that they're trying to attract young, you know, a teen crowd, and I'm like, who are you? And the small scare was a killer plant from hell. So Awesome. Kind of fun stuff. And then I, I wanted to watch um, Honeymooners. I guess they have a special that everyone considers a Halloween special. But I didn't watch it because when I read up on it, it turns out it came out in December. So it's actually a New Year's special. Oh, it's not called The Halloween Party? No, that, that is. So no, that, there's one called Man from Outer Space or something. Uh, uh, that's the one everyone mentions. But I, is, it, is that a thing? Like costume parties at New Year's? Because Terror Train? Oh, maybe. Uh, and I think... Um, there's a couple that do that. Uh, Golden Girls. Oh, yeah? Oh. And, and so anyways... But the, yes, they did do a Halloween, an actual Halloween episode. This was part of not called the Honeymooners. This was when it was on the Jackie Gleason show, season one. Honeymooners is such a weird show. I guess it was a big success, but it only lasted one season. And then they got all these skits on like various shows. So hmm. what's really weird about this too? So they did Jackie Gleason show season one, an episode called Question Mark, AK Masquerade, AK Halloween Party from 1952. And in this skit is about. He's going to a Halloween party. She's dressed as an angel, angel. as well. I watched this actually uh, yesterday. Yeah, so when she gets him... It wants to be like a little... Uh, a t- tiki... God or what have you. Yeah, and he doesn't like the costume. So then he decides he's going to be a, a bum and he grabs his nice suit, tears <laughs> he it off. He has a great joke where he's like, I have a tuxedo. Like, well, all my brothers are married and your hag of a sister is never going to get married so I can rip <laughs> it up. <laughs> like, oh, that's actually good. But then it turns out that, you know... the. It, party is is a, a party on halloween party. but it's not a halloween party a formal it, party it was kind of sad did you watch this yeah because it was kind of sad right like he's so dejected like yeah. oh he's gonna get like a promotion by going to this halloween party it didn't yeah, work it, out it, it was him. fine though like it, it's, only, yeah. it's only like 10 minutes long yeah it was kind of sh- like shy. so i'm just gonna give that one six pumpkins here's yeah. the weird thing they did season two an episode called halloween party from 1953 a year later exact same exact same plot i think one of the actors switched up but they added like an extra minute is that the one? It's like, almost like word for word. His neighbor was his neighbor in yours. Yeah, he yeah. he's the same guy, but I think the his wife is a different actress in this one, oh, and it's shot differently. It's so weird. And when I looked it up, they did. I guess they did like, and this is kind of normal for a couple of shows. But season one they did, and then season two they pretty much like remade all the episodes. Like that's there's a crazy. there's a Christmas episode too that's the exact same thing done. No, the Christmas episode they did three times, three seasons in a <laughs> row. 
Like it well, makes I, no fucking sense. Well, it's I, like word for word, other than like like I said, there's I, like, like an extra point, minute. There was no reruns. No, no reruns. This was pretty much. So just, I think that's wrong. I think yeah. that at this point they actually had reruns. I think this is oh. around the time when they first started or something. Oh. When I was reading, because that that's what I thought it was. Anyways, it would have been fairly limited though, because yeah. like only a few stations they ran a crazy amount of episodes in a season. Yeah. They barely had any breaks. Yeah. But there's not too many other shows that literally did the exact word for word. Like, why not just come up with a new story? I guess it's easier, but it's so weird. Because this don't know. was like a live yeah, production, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so maybe that had something. To anyway, do with so it? I did watch that one as well. Any difference or no? I'm gonna get six pumpkins out of ten. Like yeah. I said, there is like the neighbor's yeah. wife is a different actress. It's shot differently. There's like an extra minute, but you don't really notice too I'm much. I'm curious difference. what one I watched because it was from uh, I guess season two, episode six. So yours would be the remake. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess the second one is better. Maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> it's say. It's so right? weird. But um, yeah. What else did you guys watch? I watched um. From uh, 2014, it's a, a found footage movie called The House's October Belt. It starts off fantastic as these uh, group of kids just going to like a bunch of different uh, Halloween haunts. And it has like all these uh, great stories of um, uh, urban legends of what happens in these Halloween haunts. Like they'll hire convicts. Someone actually hung themselves in it and it goes into that. And like you want to get scared. They go to... Um, I guess a strip club that's like a Halloween haunt strip hmm. club. So they have like zombies taking off their tops and whatnot. The whole like first half is so much fun because it's them going to different uh, Halloween haunts and these people are following them. They're they're trying to find like an extreme haunt or something. Right? I guess called yeah. the Blue Skeleton. So they're on their route to found this. The minute they find it, it just falls apart. Like it is so boring. We watched this, right? See, I I enjoyed it the first time we watched it. We got yeah. a screener and like the way we could watch. We were it like planning to watch it, you know, dull. with people at our house and like yeah, we had to blow up pretty much a shitty yeah the way we, anyways we watched a shitty copy it was like Potato. dark it had like a logo across the movie the whole time it, it was a weird way to watch a screener because it kind of like didn't Ruined make me it. want it yeah give it a good rating i enjoyed it a lot more the second again time i really enjoyed like the up until the last 20 minutes i had a great time st- with this i still like it but yeah it's minutes, not I'm like, as interesting. Oh, this kind of well they start it's getting just... like stocked without spoiling too much no, by like even that that i enjoyed oh, the okay. uh, stalking but the minute they uh they meet up with these people it's just them in this room screaming for 20 minutes did you yeah, find i think that? that's more like five or ten minutes but yeah yeah uh, even that yeah, yeah. I, just... I think that's like yeah no i i agree it's not as interesting but i, mm. I still overall liked it yeah i had a great time but again that ending just really took me out i'm still gonna give it 6.5 like it was still yeah. good but cool yeah. um so from 1963 i watched blood feast herschel gordon oh Lewis. yeah awesome have you guys seen this I watched it ages ago. We both ago. bought like this yeah. huge ass like two hundred dollar Herschel yeah. Gordon Lewis set. Mine is still sealed. I I just haven't. Yeah, I watched a few. So, movies. are you guys into Herschel Gordon Lewis? I don't know. It's not <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's not that good. It's more of a gross out horror. Yeah, I, I didn't like this at all. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was known more for the the blood than the acting and the plots. Yeah. Like everything yeah. else is kind of. It's like Ed Wood level. Yeah. Shit. Uh, so I might enjoy that, <laughs> but it, it's, it's you... really like, oh, the cops are talking about stuff, and you can f- see that it's probably filmed on the same day. They don't <laughs> even do cuts because cuts would have cost more money. Yeah. So there's no edits most mm. of the time. So it's these static images of people talking 
horribly. Mm-hmm. Nobody has any personality. No one is good in this other than maybe the lead. I would say the killer is actually kind of good in this, The killer right? has an odd like quality to him that's interesting, yeah. but even him, he can't carry the film. Yeah, because he's a fucking psychopath killer, right? Um, and yeah, the gore okay. is, is cool. where it's a uh, cannibal god? So he's... yeah, he's 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 an Egyptian goddess. Yeah. He's, he's trying to make a feast to like... Mm. I don't know that they they did in the five thousand years ago. This will be the best feast you've had in five thousand years. Yeah, it's done so hacky. Yeah. Anyways, I'm three point five pumpkins. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I have the box set. I'm curious to like, go watch these movies. I watched a few, just kind of like it was like a drag racing movie. I'm like, ooh, this seems pretty bad. But there was like I want to say Blood Feast, and maybe what's that? Uh, Wizard of thousand, Yeah, and a thousand maniacs or yeah, uh, two thousand maniacs is his other kind of popular one. one. But I have like 23 movies of this I need to watch. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'll ever, mm-hmm. I'll never go back to this. Yeah. And not. I don't know if I'll ever, because it's like, okay, you got to make a movie with no budget and your yeah. own ingenuity. And there's, you know, when I watched Brain Damage last week, I was mm-hmm. really, you know, kind of blown away. What, what are you? I'm going to, to talk about this a bit later because I watched two uh, really independent movies this week. Cool. Well, so we can talk about like um, all yeah, of that. Yeah, I also watched Stranger Things episode five, but we can talk about season two episode thing. five. Season two episode five. Right. Hopefully, I can finish this before the end of the month, but it's not looking too good for old Maddie here, guys. Uh, I finished off the night with two. Uh, well, one of my favorites, Goosebumps Two: Haunted Halloween from twenty eighteen. <laughs> you sent me a text like, "You got to watch this, man." I was so I'm, wa- I'm fucking watching <laughs> this. Go- like, this so Goosebumps Two. Goosebumps yeah. too. All right, I watched this too. Oh, oh you did awesome. on Sunday. Okay. Should I just talk about this now? Yeah, yeah. of course. You're gonna obviously Adam hated. No, I did was. not. Oh, okay. oh, snap! So I do feel like they get a lot of great comedians and kind of don't do much with them. Like they get the mom from Goldberg's, and I feel like she's she has a kind of fun moment, but then they kind of mm. waste her. And um, the guy from Community, what's his name? Um, Donald Glover. Oh, Kenny. Kenny John. He's kind of fun. I think in, he's fun great in, this in one. it. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, so th- this is one, it has nothing to do with the first film other than Jack Black is still R.L. Stein. It's like years later, these young kids, uh, they're trying to earn money for themselves and they clear out your junk and they are also hoping to find some treasures. They clear out some old house, which happens to be the house in the first film, and they, they find a book and unleash um, Slappy. But the reason why I like this Isn't one, it a different house? I think it's the same house. Like it's well, I don't no, know. I it, it says Earl Stein on. Yeah, it's it. a different house. So he lived there before oh, okay. he lived in this, this community. Is, okay, yeah. I, I thought it looked different too, but then I saw it said Earl Stein, so that makes more sense that this is him when he's young. Aren't aren't you supposed to be the, the, <laughs> the fanatic expert? No, man. I just enjoy these movies. I don't really <laughs> know too much uh, about them outside of them. But anyways, the reason why I love this movie is that like this is like one of the best for Halloween like. Great movies. Halloween stuff. Yeah, like this is. Have what, you seen this, Manny? No, I haven't. There's a great scene where he goes to like the store and all the costumes, like the masks, come to life, and all like the rubber bats and the rubber rats, and then everyone's decorations. Like, there's cool. You see, like in the beginning, you know, this cool headless horseman decoration, this huge spider balloon, uh, all all these cool kind of creatures, and you know they're all going to come to life. You have like gummy bears come to life. There's uh, these cool witches that have like almost um, the crystal ball is their face with like this green smoke in their face. Like it has some of the coolest, in my opinion, creature design. I mean, it is. Yes, it is a family 
film, so it's not perfect. But if you just want a really cool, I thought the creature designs yeah. were much much improved, and the, the effects are a lot better. I thought this time so around, do I. Slappy looked great, and even actually the beginning though too is it's a little bit darky, like darker. Some of that's darky. Uh, <laughs> that sounds bad. It's a little bit darker. Like some of that stuff with Slappy is kind of like he pulls the ladder out and the kid breaks his his uh, arm and stuff like that. I don't know. They kind of made him a little bit scary, I thought, compared to the first one, which is kind of just like a fun. Uh, like it feels kind of like a horror film for the first bit. Obviously, like a toned down yeah. horror yeah. film. But it's just weird. It seems like a lot of people dislike this one. And, and like, I don't know. I'd say it's as good as the first film for me. I don't like the first film at all. Yeah. And I ended up liking it less after seeing this because all the things I didn't like, all the meta shit and the ironic shit in the first stuff drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. All of the really poor CGI drove me crazy. The romance. Well, the first film too was, I know it You know it is what it is, but it was made for 3D, so that's kind of why too. But I don't like the kids, like the actors in the first one, mm-hmm. like their performances. I like the kids in this one. The CGI is mixed in with practical in a much more mm-hmm. realistic way. The Halloween elements, I actually like. It's done, yeah, it's really creative. Like, it's. The writing is still stiff as yeah. a, a board. Uh, I, yeah, like for me, I, I, I totally admit that. Like, I'm, I'm pretty much watching this movie for the, the monsters. If you're a monster guy, you'll, you'll love it. I, I was blown. I was, it was. So what what made you? Like, I'll tell you. I'll did tell you. you have like a I'll, nephew over? I'll, I'll go into why we watch this later. <laughs> okay. But anyways, I couldn't believe how I was feeling about this nice. while it was going on. I was like, I really enjoy this. I'm curious what your score is. I'll give the score in, on. You're Sunday. almost redeeming uh, your. Oh, <laughs> look at this. The guy you're almost redeeming yourself after yeah. shitting on the Friday Thirteenth. You're yeah. putting a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, even if you give it, if you give it anything seven. You know, I'll be happy. I'm gonna go eight pumpkins out of ten oh, for wow. me. I think again, it's not a, it's not a perfect film, but I there's so much that I enjoy in it. Um, it's kind of cool because the kid in um, from is also in it in that film, and he's also in the next film I watched, which is another throwback to kids anthologies. Are you afraid of the dark? The 2019 miniseries. Uh, this came out last oh, was year. It was supposed to be a movie. It was supposed to be a movie, and yeah. everyone was excited for it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're not doing a movie. It's gonna be a miniseries. Yeah, so, weird. What? So how do they split it up? I think it's like three episodes so they're like 45 minutes each so it ends it's it's about two hours and 10 minutes or something anyways um i, I was kind of excited to watch this i was kind of hoping we would have got a movie um and then when i heard they're doing a tv show it's kind of like okay that's cool too but it's not unlike the other tv the original tv series where it's separate episodes all these connect and it's kind of doing the goosebumps thing and this one it's like it introduces a whole new the Midnight um, Society, Midnight Society, which I just thought of, like, does that mean these kids went and met up in the middle of forest at fucking midnight and started telling stories? Yeah, yeah. How I awesome can't even is that? stay awake like, past like. <laughs> but, okay, when we were like sixteen, we would have loved to have done something like that. I know, this. but like, I would if never. We, if like, we lived what we did now, we probably yeah. would have done the same thing, right? Yeah, but anyway, so th- this introduces you to the whole new Midnight Society again. One of the kids is that the kid from uh, It and from Goosebumps too. Mm-hmm. I didn't really recognize the other kids. Anyway, she tells the story and then it turns out that this story is coming to life about this creepy carnival. There's actually some stuff in there that, yeah, again, like probably too scary. I didn't watch this with my son. I think there's some stuff that's too scary for for his age. Maybe it's like when you're a little bit older, 12, 13, 14. I thought you were going to say for the three-year-old. Oh, no, no. <laughs> this is for the for both. Um, it, it, was, it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't love it. It's it kind of felt a little bit bland, like unlike Goosebumps, that obviously had a bigger budget. 
this didn't have all these cool creatures and stuff like that. But there's some there's some cool scares that there's some going through a carny ride. The second episode was like kind of shocking the way it ends. I was like, whoa, like where are they going with this? I kind of like liked how that ended. They end up in a brothel. Yeah. <laughs> no, just more of like what's going on. Like it kind of leaves you like, whoa, where are they going to go with this? Like this yeah. is fucked up. I'm going to go six and a half pumpkins. Okay. Like, I'm interested. I'm going to check out. They've already announced season two awesome. is coming. But Did I think season two. You bought this, right? Yeah, I picked it up on DVD. I actually bought it the States version because the uh, the States version they added. It's only on DVD, but the States, they added three of the favorite episodes of the show, whereas oh, nice. the Canadian version, you don't get those. But yeah, I guess for season two, they've already announced it's going to be a whole new cast or something, which kind of seems weird because they yeah. spend so much time introducing this new society. Like, it's a they spend like a lot of time building up these kids. So it's weird that they would replace them instead of just having them tell yeah, more stories. Back. But yeah, it's kind of, um, I, I was surprised where they go with it for a, a kid's movie. But at the same time, like I said, there's nothing that really stands out from it. It yeah. kind of feels like a, a better production, a little bit darker version of, of an episode. So yeah, worth, worth a watch still though. Cool. Uh, I watched from 1958, Fiend Without a Face. Have you guys seen this one? No. So this is... Is this a sequel to Eyes Without a Face? Yeah, it is not. <laughs> so this is basically a mad scientist works on uh, trying to do telepathy and take part of his own brain, like his thoughts, and turn it into an entity. Okay. And then there's a nuclear base that ends up... They're doing all these other experiments with like his army base with nuclear power to spy on the Russians or something like that. And because of this extra power, this entity grows. But it's invisible at first, and it's only a sound that is attacking people. They did some cool stuff like that in the 50s with, like, I have one, I forget it's called Invisible Invaders or something. It's actually quite good, even though you never see, like, it's like, what a great Mm -hmm. idea. We can do this on no budget. It is quite, uh, like, all that kind of stuff is good. There's a little bit of, like... The explanation of everything kind of takes a little bit of time, and it, it does dra- even for a shorter movie, it, it yeah. drags a little bit. I'm gonna give it six point five pumpkins. It still has like that really effective black and white, late fifties yeah. kind of sci fi horror bent to it. And once they become like living things, there's these brains that are basically attacking people. It's awesome. Hmm. But it, it, the middle section it was, it was like, okay, now we've seen a bunch of these things kill the same yeah. sort of way. And I'll just quickly say, I watched uh, the Goldbergs from 2016, Stefan King. Oh, yeah, I like this, actually. Yeah, this one was good. This is, again, another step up. This is like the son is writing a story, mm. and it's basically his mom, mom is monster. monster. Still get to see some cool costumes. I'm going to give this one seven pumpkins out of ten. It is uh, ramping up. And I just, I, did I, I just realized on the 23rd... I didn't talk about couples costume. You did not, no. Yeah, I was just going to say, did you skip that one? Cause I, I must have skipped that one because I think Maddie came back in from okay. the Wiz Palace. Uh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, on October 23rd, I watched Goldberg's couples costume, uh, which is amazing. It's yeah, it's an amazing it's great, right? episode. Um, and you can tell the writing in the show is more consistent now as well. And it's just like a great concept where he always was a couple's costume yeah. with his mom. And then he wants to be out with his girlfriend. I'm going to give that eight pumpkins. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah awesome. The, the great, haunted nice. house is great too. I right? realize this happened twice now <laughs> where Maddie has come in and I'm like, Oh, Maddie's going to want to talk about this. And <laughs> I, uh, Kyle just keeps talking about uh, Halloween. Roseanne. Wars. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Cupcakes. And Roseanne. Yeah, it's like Halloween wars, a new Roseanne, like a uh, home improvement. <laughs> Uh, not really. I'm not going to probably go back and okay. rewatch these, but I don't think they're classics. They're just a fun. 
Next year, you're going to recommend, well, you should probably watch the uh, Witches version of Halloween Wars Season 2, Episode 6. Hey, man, I, I think you should watch Halloween Wars, <laughs> but, um, you know. So, from 2011, Grave Encounters. I like this movie. Yeah. Like, so do I. It's, it's surprising. It, it's better than it has any right to be. It, yeah. it really it does. So, it's it's basically, like, showing footage on, like, what was supposed to be a reality TV show about like ghost, ghost hunters. hunters or... your typical, like, ghost hunters. Mm-hmm. And I love all the behind-the-scenes shit, yeah. too, about how they're setting up. They really are super effective uh, in what these shows actually yeah. are. And then they're going to spend this night in this asylum... And then things get weird. They start playing with time. More bump in the uh, night. They get weirder and weirder. Some of the mythology doesn't quite add up for me. And eventually it starts like, everything's great in it, but it starts repeating itself quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which just like moves it down a notch. I also like, this is... Uh, and I, I just realized I watched Goosebumps this day, not Sunday, um, because I watched Goosebumps after this because the found footage had made me nauseous. Oh, you're getting sick? And I first was like, is this pumpkin beer bad? Yeah. And it was like, no, this is like too much found footage. Yeah. And it was this repetition of mm. this, which you wouldn't see in a television show like yeah. this, that I needed something. So I'm going to give Grave Encounters seven. It's, it's still a bit spooky, right? Yeah. No. Seven pumpkins. And I'm also going to give Goosebumps 2 7. Nice. I'll oh, take that. Okay. I'll take that okay. as uh, And then I finished off the night uh, with the second part of Season 1, Episode 2. It was a to-be-continued episode uh, of Grimm. This one is called The Kiss. It kind of gets into, you know, more kind of potion making and all this kind of stuff. Don't need to talk about it too much. Uh, this is another solid episode. I'm going to give it 7.5. I feel Halloween Wars and Grimm are going to be like the bane of my existence this week. Yeah. Well, I started off the morning. I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to my uh, like 30s, 40s kind of. I kind of like those in the morning. Yeah, that nice that black and, and white I, numbers. I keep looking for like a Bela Lugosi thing that's like utilizes him in the best way. So I watched from 1947, Scared to Death. It's basically this woman is married to a son of a doctor, and she's kind of, she's not necessarily held against her will, but she doesn't, can't find a way out of here, but she's awful to the, to the son, but the doctor's been doing some weird shit to her too, and then Bella Lugosi shows up from Europe, who's like the brothers of the doctor. It's so fucking convoluted and confusing. Comrades, who is ready to party? And there's a guy with a green mask that's terrorizing them that ends up, it all comes back to this person again. It's kind of batshit crazy. It's batshit crazy, but batshit bad. Uh, Um, Yeah, it it really fucking drags. It's so low budget. You can see why he's basically not making any money and out of work pretty soon. I think if you want good Lugosius, check out the um, the sequels to Frankenstein, uh, the Son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein, because he he's uh, Igor and he's quite good. He kind of steals those movies. So I'm gonna give that one three point five pumpkins. Like it, it's a. it was not a good start, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I can't watch movies like that I, I disliked that much. So I will do what I, I'd already planned these from the night before. So I watched The Corpse Vanishes. This is from 1942. This is another uh, Lugosi one. Much cooler kind of premise. It's a wise-talking journalist, this woman, that out to find out who's killing all these brides. What a scoop. And she finds out that there's an orchid that 
is always appearing and who knows about these orchids well it's fucking bella lugosi so she goes to a spooky house where he's using these orc like the orchids to kill these young brides to use their plasma to make his wife young all the time awesome um there's a little person in both this and the other Uh. i I believe it's the same actor that's there just to be an asshole to everybody all the time. <laughs> and this okay, one works okay. a little bit more. I'm in. I'm in. Like little Vern Troyer running around <laughs> calling people assholes or what? Um, this one again, though, just like kind of drags with some bad exposition and and not so great acting. Even I think he's maybe worse in this one because he was chewing scenery in the other one a little bit more and less in this one. This is the better story and better location, better everything. But yeah, it's still some elements that are weird. So I'm giving this one five pumpkins. Well, I guess I'll jump in because I did some 40s movies as well, but I think I had better luck than you did. Uh, I did The Invisible Man Returns. I'm trying to get through the Universal Monster movies. I think I'm realizing it's not going to happen because even though these are great, they're short and I could easily finish them and get points. I kind of have some other stuff I want to finish. So, mm-hmm. But I did get through a little bit more this week. But this one uh, stars Vincent Price, which is kind of oh, cool. Sweet. He plays, I guess he's uh, this man wrongly convicted. He's in prison. You learn that uh, he took some some one of his friend scientists gives him the uh, invisible serum. He escapes from prison and he's going to try to prove his innocence before the serum drives him mad. It, it was pretty fun. I mean, the, again, the mystery is fine, but you're really watching this film for all the cool effects. Like it all still looks great how they do everything with the invisible, all the tricks with the camera and whatnot. It's kind of weird though because this is before Price is the Price we know all right. love. Like he doesn't have that distinct voice. It's like it's it is him. But it's weird. It's not the same price. It's just not the same the way he's talking. Is it closer to how he is in Laura? Probably. I I thought even Laura, though, which is before this, right? Yeah. I think that one has more price than this does. Like, I mean, again, we don't actually see him throughout the whole movie, really. But it's just, it's weird. It's like his style and voice isn't quite there. But I still enjoyed this one. I'm going to go seven pumpkins at a time. I think, again, because I hit a couple stinkers with some of the sequels, and these two I kind of enjoyed. I also watched The Mummy's Hand from 1940. Which I've heard good things about this one. Yeah, I did not like the first Mummy. My problem with The Mummy is, like, there's a great opening. And um, uh, is it Boris Karloff as The Mummy? Yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic as, as The Mummy. But then, like... He's not not the mummy that we know and love with bandages. The, ra- the bandages. Yeah. He becomes human the whole movie, and it's him, you know, trying to resurrect his, his love life. or something. And it's like it's pretty much a human the whole movie. It's like I don't want to watch. This yeah. is the mummy that we we know and love. It's actually kind of the the ninety nine movie or whatever it was. Kind of I could see influenced by this one because it opens up. We have an origin story where this guy uh, is in love with the princess. She dies, and he has these. I guess they have these tana leaves that you can use to resurrect her, but he gets caught breaking in and getting these leaves. So they cut out his tongue and bury him alive. We then cut to 1940. There's this archaeologist and his friend, and then they meet up with some magician, actually, that has a lot of money, and uh, they convince him to tag along with them on this journey to... I guess they found a vase that has the location of this princess hidden away. So he goes, the magician, his daughter, and these two guys. It's kind of fun. It has kind of like this... Obviously, it's not as good as Indiana Jones, but kind of that yeah. vibe, like they're getting all attacked by the the locals that don't want them to investigate this this, mummy, this burial. Yeah. Uh, so they're fighting them off. But yeah, this they awaken the the mummy, and this is the mummy we know and love. It's going around killing all the people at the site, and then awesome. um, yeah, it, it's just fun. I mean, the mummy doesn't quite look as good as the Boris Karloff mummy. This one's a little bit stockier, but yeah, I, I just I enjoyed it. I mean, it's what I want from a mummy film. So I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I had fun Sweet. with it. Yeah, definitely um, 
better than the, the original <laughs> Mummy. Cool. So um, from 2016, I watched this independent movie. I guess it ran into a bunch of production issues. It was a crowdfunded movie called The Barn. It takes place on Halloween. There is this, I guess, a haunted barn where um, if you knock three times, there are three different monsters that will greet you. The Miner, the uh, Candy Corn Scarecrow, and uh, Jack O'Lantern. Mm-hmm. The monsters all look great. Every scene is Halloween-esque. There is a band playing in the auditorium, but the acting is so yeah. bad. It's definitely an did indie. Did you see this? I actually own it on Blu-ray. Yeah, did you I, watch uh, it? And yeah, watching I, it? Like, I enjoyed it. I, 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 like, it definitely has, it's definitely mm. you, you're watching and knowing that it has a budget of $50, but I thought, like, it, it's pretty ambitious. There's some, there, the synth score is great in it, too. And the, the music's great. And, the, the, uh, even, like, the uh, story is great, but yeah. it's just hard to watch these guys, like, a plow through their lines. The acting yeah. really did it a disservice. But for an independent movie, how do you judge something like this? Where I like judge they the have, exact same. Yeah, if I'm judging the exact same way, I'm giving it three. Like it was a hard oh, wow. one to slog. I, uh, I enjoyed through. it a lot more. Yeah, it was a hard one to slog. And like that's through. what I realized when I was watching Blood Feast. It's like okay, maybe the ingenuity if it's really like magical. Yeah, that, that gives me like you know what I would maybe even give it more. I'm giving it four point five because I really enjoyed the story. I like the the monsters looked great. Three was a bit harsh. Yeah, I think that's really hard. I, yeah. I actually had a lot of fun. That's kind of like one I try to watch every couple of years. Oh, yeah. Like, again, I was having a, such a hard time getting through the end. What's this called again? Uh, the Barn. The Barn. And I feel like it was filmed, like, I guess through the course of, what, five years? Like, it felt like um, it was really disjointed. I'm not too sure. Yeah. This uh, it 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 got a huge cult following. They were selling action figures and oh, yeah. masks and board games. I think actually they released like a Nintendo game that you can actually play on Nintendo. Oh, of this. It's crazy! I, I got it. I got they, like the big special edition. If Blu-ray, they do like a uh, sequel, it might be a bit better for some budget, maybe some better yeah. actors. But I, I guess again, like I watch a lot yeah. of really low budget yeah. shit, so I can. I'm pretty lenient. It's hard to really shit on this because, again, it's such an ambitious movie with some a great vision. By the way, Kyle but, gave this 2.5 on Letterboxd. Yeah. Okay, 5, yeah. Yeah, again. So you would be a point higher <laughs> than Maddie. Yeah, I, yeah. T- again, t- 2.5 on me for Letterboxd is okay. It's like yeah. a, between a 5 and a 6 for me. Yeah, um, Yeah. again, I'm not saying it's amazing. I just, I'd like, there's a lot of elements, like you said, about yeah. it. I'm not going to give it a 4 out but, of but 5 But that being either, said, I watched another movie uh, the next day that is a... Uh, Another shoestring budget that blew the roof off of um, oh, okay. filming as we know it. So I watched from 2001, Trouble Every Day. This is the Claire Denis movie where it's about two newlyweds that are in Paris. And then the one, Vincent Gallo plays the lead and he basically wants to be almost a, like cannibalistic with everything that it, he's feeling. This is unlike anything I've seen during... The whole month definitely got some of my art house vibes in there, but it's cool. Like some of the imagery is is knockout. Everything is so drab, but it makes a lot of sense. Overall, great performances. Uh, I'm gonna give this one seven point five pumpkins, leaning towards almost an eight. And then Kyle, I watched Vampire's Kiss. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh Nick Cage is incredible in this. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. Like he's uh, over the top From insane. The yeah. But he's also always so committed to that crazy voice that he's doing. <laughs> All of his mannerisms, they never falter. Yeah. It's it's a very consistent performance. You are right. It starts off as fun. 
Kind of. Like, he's such a dick. Oh, to the... To, to, isn't he, like, to the secretary? Like, it's... Awful. It's such a weird, like, plot point. It's like, let's just have him torment this fucking woman for for the whole movie. Like, that's a large part of the plot. Um, But it, it does tackle, like, mental health issues oh, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a really interesting yeah. way. I, I'm going to give this one 7.5 pumpkins myself. That, what, yeah, that's why I gave it. Yeah, I said the same thing. Like, I don't know if it's his worst performance ever or his best. Like, it's... I think it's it's, so... his performance is incredible. It's such um it's the unique and then I'll t- I'll talk about one more it doesn't quite fit the same thing but it does talk mental health uh I went down the the road and and this ended up being the the best out of I rebounded after going back in time which usually I'm still back in time I'm watching things from the you know from 20 years ago plus uh I watched from 1972 Images Robert Altman's only horror movie uh Altman one of my favorite directors of all time. Big fan of Popeye. Uh, he loved Popeye. It's 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 that's all I've seen of his. <laughs> yeah. It's it's my only Altman so far. So this was my second Altman. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are being serious because Popeye has a big cult following. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm not serious. Okay. McCabe, and Mrs. Miller, Mash, Nashville, Three Women, mm-hmm. uh, The Long Goodbye. All of these are yeah. fucking classics for me. Uh, and then I I you know Gosford Park, which is the late period Altman, the player. Also fucking top-tier movies. Um, Images is basically this schizophrenic housewife that is seeing all of her, her... She's got her husband, and then she's got two of her other lovers, and they're appearing, but you don't know who is who. Their faces change all the time. They're at this Irish countryside, beautiful location, this house that like that's basically their country home when they're there, and... It's the script was always ahead of me. Wherever I thought, you know, what it was doing or what it was trying to say, it was three steps ahead. Masterful, like fucking Altman. I'm giving Nate Pumpkins. That good, eh? Again, it, where it falls in all, like it's probably still behind most of those other ones I mentioned because they're just, yeah, you know, some of those get nine plus scores for me. But th- this is still a guy that's like just performing on on a fucking absurd level awesome cool. so we're checking out it probably be next year is what i'm thinking yeah for d- me yeah. definitely it, i, I watched it on the criterion channel yeah. had it so um i did two more halloween wars so i'll be quick with these mausoleum mayhem uh guest judge this time was greg plotkin who's the director of paranormal activity the ghost dimension and he pretty much, I found out he's like the editor of like all the Blumhouse films. Like he did like almost all the Paramount activities. He did Get Out, oh, cool. um, Happy Death Day. Anyways, uh, this one they had to do obviously Mausoleum. And then The Small Scare was a deranged doctor. And then Demonic Wedding guest judge was actually Elizabeth Tullock from Grimm. The uh, lead girl from Grimm. Oh, okay. So she was the guest judge in this one, and then the small scare was a massive bug fight they had to do, which was kind of cool. Bugs, someone did kind of like a Godzilla-like scene with bugs. Mata. Anyways, yeah, fun show. But I, I followed up, uh, we've talked about before, we both really enjoyed the one of the Bewitched Halloween episodes. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I wanted to check out some of the other ones. I picked up these season sets just, I got them cheap <laughs> just for the Halloween episodes. because I Do they hold up? Like, are they good as good as this one? No, uh, but so the the one from season one is called The Witches Are Out, 1964. Uh, this is one, I guess, like... So you did watch the season, that one? I No, I didn't watch that one this year because mm. I've seen it so many times. Um, so this one, The Witches Out, I guess Samantha's her name, right? The witch? Yeah. She's sitting around with her and her witch relatives or friends, and they're all commenting how they hate Halloween because witches are like... 
ugly green creatures yeah. and they feel um what's the word I'm vilified like, vilified or whatever and then she says well i can maybe my husband he works marketing he can help but it turns out his boss just wants him to do like this green face pimply you yeah. know warts on it witch with a big a gossamer nose, witch. ugly witch um so he ends up uh she gets in a fight with him and he ends up trying to sell like a hot witch and it doesn't really work out he gets fired but then yeah. she she visits him with her witch friends and she's gonna change his mind it, it was okay i'm gonna give that one six pumpkins out of ten the next yeah. one though was a lot of fun not quite as good because i think that other episode is fantastic but this one was quite fun so this one is called trick-or-treat 1965 from season two this one her mother wants her to go away with her because again she hates halloween but um she doesn't really want to and the husband says like no she's not going and she says well if you don't let her go then You'll be sorry. And what she does is she turns into like a little kid trick-or-treating and puts a spell on him. And he has a business uh, guest coming over for dinner. And she turns into a werewolf. So he's slowly turning werewolf. So like oh, his nails bad. are slowly growing. He's trying to hide it. And he's got face. He's constantly having to go upstairs and shave and cut his nails. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a really fun episode. By the end, you get him in full werewolf Wolf. costume. They think that's just like a fun costume he puts on for kids. And yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that one. I'm going to give that one um, seven pumpkins out of 10. So yeah, so far they're they're batting pretty good. Like even the first one, it wasn't great, yeah. but it wasn't bad or anything. It was still kind of fun. Cool so. concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Are you going to watch the show outside of Halloween or? I, I, yeah. I'd, I'd like to, yeah. but let's be honest. Like, <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. You know, I don't know. Like I think like whereas Honeymooners, I'd laugh my head off at all the episodes. I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This one, I feel like it might get kind of repetitive, I'm assuming the storylines, but um, yeah, what else did you guys watch? Uh, I watched uh, Stranger Things season two, episode six. That was it? Yeah, that's it for me. Um, I got to work, boys. I don't know about you guys. uh, (laughs) The the brewery isn't shutting down. I am am out there. I am... uh, uh, I watched Goldberg's uh, Jackie Likes Star Trek. Um, uh, this is another Halloween. You've actually went further in the Goldbergs than I have. I oh, think yeah? I've only made it two. Well, I, w- I watched every single one yeah. uh, mm-hmm. this week. This is a you know the Star Trek versus Star Wars yeah. debate that's that's still ra- you know still around to this day. Still around to this day. I'm gonna give that one seven. I, again, I, I thought the writing is is strong and mm-hmm. uh, seven pumpkins how does that relate to halloween it's really not that halloween i guess uh, they want to do like a ar- costume they're arguing about their couple's costume oh, okay, if they're going to be star wars or be the other one and ever there's like a party that the others yeah. are going to so i feel like that has kind of died down that whole war there is a because um, no one cares about either of them yeah, now yeah. uh what's that uh, suddenly seymour they sing from a uh, little shop of horrors is that that one is that the following one? It's got to be that one where, like, uh, she wants to go to uh, as like cool chick. He wants her to dress up as uh, the girl from Little Shop of Horrors, and he does a plant. Yeah. So she ends up going with her brother who dresses up as. Yeah, the I think plant. that is that one. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a fun actually episode because I like yeah. Little Shop. The the one thing that's happened yeah. right now is that the They're subplots all, of all kind of like yeah, uh, start blend, blend together a little bit. And then I watched Fright Night from 1988. Oh, awesome. Um. I was unsure if I had seen this or not. I definitely don't think I ever had. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's oh, you're so much fun, right? 1985, sorry. Yeah. I knew I got that. Yeah, it's it's a, a lot it's of fun. Awesome. You know, the neighbors see something that's going mm-hmm. on. It's, you know, the, the classic rear, rear windows, rear, window vampire. sort of uh, story. The vampire is next door. Um, I had seen the the remake 
The remake's not terrible. Is that Colin not Farrell is in the Colin remake. Colin Farrell, yeah. It, it's it's kind of fun. Um, yeah, and 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 Roddy McDowell is is incredible as the host of the Halloween uh, Horror the, Host, yeah. the the Fright Night, the TV mm-hmm. show. A, a lot to like about this one. I'm giving it a, Evil Ed and his buddy is, is yeah. great too. Yeah, I'm gonna give it eight eight pumpkins. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that's a that's a gem, right? I think the only thing I ever struggle with that is uh, his the hot girlfriend, and that is. Um, is uh, Marcy from Married with Children. It's weird, right? I can't look at her as attractive. I just see her as Marcy Marcy now. Um, But that's the only small issue. Married with Children fits in the Roseanne box for me, so (laughs) it doesn't really have that much of effect. Married with Children, I like, but it's one of those ones like you can watch one episode or two and then you got to take a break because it's kind of the same thing over and over. Yeah. Oh, Peggy. Peggy. We had sex last week. (laughs) Uh, Or a year ago. Um Okay, that, I, that was the worst <laughs> Al Bundy impression ever. <laughs> I think like we need to do a compilation of all my impressions, yeah, and it would just be like yeah, a, a, like one. five minutes of like this yeah. is shit. What yeah. the fuck is this mess? I'm like I'm actually hurting the films more yeah. by giving out these we, cool we, quotes. We had sex last week. That's <laughs> okay, like an old. No, it was like uh, last week. Or or, or or last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, Here, let me do that again. Well, Peg, we had sex two weeks ago. Is it enough? <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, and then I watched Slumber Massacre, uh, Slumber Party, Party Massacre, Massacre Two. The oh, nice with the rockabilly, with yeah. the rockabilly guy who is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, the screw, the what is it? The um, screwdriver, guitar? yeah, screw, screwdriver, drill, drill guitar, drill guitar, drill guitar yeah, uh, drill mm. guitar that he's just taking out people. <laughs> it's amazing. It's all all in their head. It all. This one also has a sitcom. Uh, connection. It's uh, Christine from Wings. Oh, okay. Hmm. Never watched Wings. No, me neither. I think I saw one of them on one of those Christmas or Halloween. Yeah. I'll take Wings over Roseanne or Married with Children. <laughs> Crazy. I feel there is like a because uh, we've talked about this before. Like you watched Frasier. Well, I was like only nerds watch Frasier. Like it, it did you watch Frasier or no? no? Yeah, no, I still don't watch. Frasier. We're like we're like the Roseanne, like the uh, rough and tumble kids. Well, I think Roseanne like, is you know, more relate. Like I grew yeah. up, Re- Roseanne's kind of related. Well, relatable. His to parents me. are hoity toity. You know, like uh, <laughs> yeah, right. he, he had like a, like a dog named Dollar Sign, Richie Rich over here, over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I, th- I think for me, Roseanne was just like, ah, oh, fuck, we have to wait an episode of Roseanne to get to the next Simpsons episode. I love how you guys hate Roseanne, or you hate Roseanne, but we always end up talking about it, even when I don't bring it up. <laughs> okay, that was me. I, I it, it's, uh, what, what were we talking about? Are we talking about Slower Wings? Party Max- Massacre. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Star of Wings. It's like Golden Girls, but like... They are young. Like the yeah. pastel in this is incredible. This is a lot of fun. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed all of this. this. Uh, I'm giving this seven seven pumpkins awesome. out of ten. Um, and yes, that's higher than any of the Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> You're crazy, but yeah, Wait, this would be considered a slasher, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like a comedy slasher, I guess. Yeah, it definitely is a comedy, right? Like, oh yeah. Even the first one is like yeah. ridiculous too. And I, I. You know, both of those, I I just get on the wavelength. Kyle's always busting my balls for not liking fun things. This is pretty. Fucking <laughs> this is fun. a yeah. fun movie, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I uh, finished the night off with uh, another great double feature, The Blob from 1988. Oh, uh, sweet! Classic remake with uh, Kevin Dillon. Yeah, Kevin Dillon, Johnny Johnny Drama, rocking a leather jacket he mullet, has that in mullet in this have you seen this yet or no did you watch this last year no i didn't i didn't uh, you need to get to this um 
Yeah, I, I don't have much to say. This movie is Other fucking awesome. Other than like, <laughs> awesome. This movie, like some of the best special effects, the kills are all amazing. It's shocking. It's one of those movies there you don't know. There is zero rules in this movie. Did you find yeah, that? Yeah. Watching like, this, like there is no, like anybody can go at any time. All the traditional people that normally survive mm-hmm. die in this one. People that you, th- you think it's like, this is going to be the lead guy for the movie. Yeah. It's like he dies 20 minutes yeah. in the movie. Like, yeah, this movie is amazing. I, I love everything about it. The, the, the scene with a creep and he's trying to pretty much date rape yeah. the girl and gets his come up and it's like it's it's so fun and like all the kills are really unique like you think it's just gonna be a blob jumping on them and they melt it's like no everyone they're they're pulling people through drains attacking yeah. them and the telephone booths in the theater like it, it's i fucking love this movie eight and a half pumpkins yeah. out of ten it's definitely like you know top all time I, I agree it's up there and i followed up with uh from 1985 i didn't realize this movie came out a couple years earlier the stuff oh okay have you seen the stuff no i haven't seen the stuff either yeah, this is Larry Cohen. It totally feels like a Larry Cohen. Yeah. It just opens up like these these guys find on and then like a mine like this it's, it's, white goo and he's just like, hmm, let me taste that. It's killer ice cream. It's just killer ice cream. Is what yeah, it is. they like, taste it. So, yeah. Well, it's not quite ice cream. It's something different. Like fluffernutter? Uh, but yeah, they taste it. It's awesome. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we cut to like whatever time later and this thing's like everyone is eating this stuff. It's like the new thing. It's past... It's topped ice cream. It's Coca Cola. Yeah, there, there's, they, there's, there's all these commercials. commercials throughout. But um, they hire um, private investigator. The guy's he's in a lot of Larry Cohen films. Michael Mike Moriarty. Yeah. Who I don't know. I, I always find him kind of not. That, he's kind of bland, right? but, but like everything he he's in, in, you know, he's yeah. Him. And Larry Cohen seems to get the most out of him. I heard yeah. he was an actor that was very difficult to work with, yeah. but he got along with uh, Larry Cohen. That's why I don't think he had much of a career. Um, outside of this, uh, well, he did a bunch of stuff, yeah. but you know, a bigger career. But anyways, yeah, this stuff, everyone's addicted to it. Um, this one kid finds out that you know he goes to get some in his fridge and he sees it move, so he freaks out and he's trying to stop his family from eating it, but they don't believe him because it's addictive. There's a great scene where he goes to the grocery store, he's knocking out of every hands and destroying it so people can't eat it. Um, but yeah, Michael Moriarty is hired from the ice cream company actually as a competitor to find out what this stuff is and get the ingredients so they can you know make their own but, but he yeah. teams up with garrett morrison from saturday night live yeah yeah garrett yeah. morris yeah garrett morris it's just um yeah this this movie is so good the effects again are pretty fantastic not quite as good as the blob because it's a couple years early and without the budget but they're pretty fantastic in this mm. there's a lot of good stuff and it's like like all cohen films that you know it's it's obviously tackling other issues this one yeah. is obviously all about consumerism yeah. it's pretty in your face about it but it, it, it's just so much fun man mm. like it's just scene after scene of great stuff. I I, uh, I love this movie. Um, so I'm going to go this. I think it's slightly less than the Bob. I'm going to still go eight pumpkins out of ten. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I love both these movies. And I think, again, a perfect double feature because they're both kind of like really yeah. fun movies about blobs, you know, <laughs> killing people. Blobs and stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I finished the night off watching Grimm, season two, episode three from 2012, uh, Bad Moon Rising. This is kind of like a coyote pack sort of thing that yeah. uh, uh, someone left the pack and they oh, bring the like, daughter back. Not like coyotes a- dancing on bars. Uh, n- uh, I think that was deleted scenes. Oh, okay. uh, there's all these deleted scenes. I'm not watching them yeah. over, mm. over this time. No, I'm kidding. That's not <laughs> in it. Um, another solid episode. Uh, it, it kind of opens up where more people are starting to find out about what's going on. And like his partner is who thought he was going crazy for a bunch of episodes. Is uh, getting a bit He's more in on it, it now. I'm going to give this one seven pumpkins. Cool. Holy moly. Is that it for the 25th? Or that mm-hmm. is it. Cool. Okay, well, let's move on to the 26th. 
So I started the day off again getting through uh, some more of the Universal Monster movies, uh, The Ghost of Frankenstein from 1942. <laughs> they are just running out of ideas, right? <laughs> well, again, it's called The Ghost of Frankenstein, but it's there's yeah. no ghost. It's just Frankenstein still yeah. alive. I don't know why they're... Um, what I do like about the Universal Monsters, though, they all, like, continue after. They do a pretty good job about that. Other than, like, the the Mummy movie didn't really have anything to do with the first Mummy movie. Yeah. But that Mummy movie, I guess I read that all the sequels are connected to that, so they all take place. Okay. Um, so this one, uh, Igor is still alive. What a, my problem with the Frankenstein movies, and I know everyone thinks, like, if you look yeah. at, people seem to love most of them. And it's funny because they hated this one but loved Sun, and I actually kind of enjoyed this one a little more than Sun. Um, it's a little bit goofier. But they're all the same kind of thing. It's like townspeople uh, storm the castle, a mob of townspeople, for whatever reason. Like, it's just always the silliest stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm trying to think of what would be a silly reason to <laughs> storm a castle. Because the monster's killing people in town. But these turn all, down your music, Frankenstein. Uh, putting on the Ritz. Yeah, it's kind of like he prefers Pepsi over yeah. Coke. Like, like it, it seems like each one gets more and more ridiculous. Uh, Why? Mm. Like in this, like he Frankenstein. As far as I know, the monster is dead and stuff like that. But they're storming the castle for whatever reason. Anyways, they storm the castle. Igor's still alive. They blow it all up, and he's happy though because he finds underneath the rubble that the Frankenstein's monster is still alive. This time though, he goes to. So we've already had Son of Frankenstein. This one uh, is the other Son Frankenstein's okay. son, yeah, <laughs> who also happens son. to you know be a scientist or yeah, whatever. Too. Anyways, it's the same kind of deal. That's my problem with these Frankenstein films. They're kind of the same thing over and over again. This one is a little... The only reason I actually enjoy this one more than the last one, it's probably a weaker film overall, but I thought it's at least kind of trying to do something different. And this one, what they're trying to do is he's going to just kill the monster and then, you know, oh, can we do that? Because he is technically alive. But what happens is the monster storms in and kills one of his scientist friends. So it's like, well, we'll transport that brain into this monster so this scientist yeah. can still live. But Igor is secretly gonna gonna have it so his brain goes into the monster and then he can be this really powerful beast beast um you know it's whatever it's yeah. six and a half pumpkins out of ten it's not great but i kind of had fun with it again at least it's trying to do something different whereas everyone loved sun but i found sun was just kind of doing the same thing we've well you probably we've watched young frankenstein because young frankenstein yeah that too on... but but i think i feel like like all those ones are kind of same. like sun is like the same thing as Frankenstein, only it's his son trying to do the, the experiments again. Like, it's, it wasn't really trying to do anything different. Mm. Anyways, I followed up with The Mummy's Tomb from 1942. So this is a direct sequel to... The, the Mummy's Tomb? Like, she's to, like, hey, uh, sorry, check, tomb. Ch- check out this new song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a rap, of course. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Mummy's Rap. Uh, so this is a direct sequel to The Mummy's Hand, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, a fascinating sequel, but it kind of all fuck you too. So you just watched all those people survive and fight off The Mummy. This film is about the, the mummy's going to get revenge. Someone's going to bring back The Mummy to life, get revenge on that whole family. So it's like him killing all the people that just survived the last film. <laughs> one by one. This is like 10 or 20 years later. They're all now older people and the mummy's going around killing them off so um kind of goofy fun a mummy mm-hmm. going around a city killing people off and it's fine i had fun with it six and a half pumpkins out of ten again there's not really too much to these plot wise so i can see why maybe some people don't like these sequels but i think mm-hmm. again like if you just want a mummy going around a town killing people which is kind of what i want strangling you know old women and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> um i i I'm yeah in. it's fun what else would you guys watch 
on the 20th. So uh, on the other, the flip side of the coin of uh, indie filmmakers from uh, 1981, I watched Evil Dead. Mm. I guess this was on a shoestring budget as well, mm-hmm. but turned into one of the greatest horror movies of our generation it is fucking amazing you forget how good this movie actually is like mm-hmm. i haven't watched this in about six seven years seeing it again just brought back so many great movies it's a proper horror movie they didn't mm-hmm. do away with the comedy from uh army of darkness or evil dead 2 it's just a straight up spooky horror movie about demons coming alive in this cabin in the woods it's one of those and films is- too like Sorry, I was going to say, like, once it starts, it doesn't really... It is full throttle, uh, and the, it is shot so weird and quirky, but perfectly. Like, this guy is a uh, visionary, as far as directing goes. Like, when you see even, like, the zoom and camera through the woods, the uh, odd angles... Of this yeah, it's a Sam Raimi film, and no yeah. one's really... I can't think of anyone that's really ever has that style. Yeah, like, he's kind of on his own. It is awesome. Yeah, I'm giving, like, nine. It is oh, one wow. of the greatest like indie horror movies of our time and he shoestring budget and you can tell but these guys can act like everyone in there is like holding their own everyone who's in that movie i think some of the drama at the beginning's well. a little a little bit but yeah yeah once it, again, it, again you, it starts you, you pretty quickly, right they're just you know. like driving there and they're just kind of making jokes and there's like a, a there's a scare on the road when they're driving they almost hit mm-hmm. a truck but it does well. Like that's the one with the tree, right? The tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The there tree. is like the woods. Uh, kind I always of get that in part two mixed up because they're yeah. so similar. But yeah, yeah, they are really. So this one is like pretty much straight up yeah. scary. Where part two is like cartoon esque. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've kind of found Raimi for me is all the same. Where I like appreciate his ingenuity yeah. and like the style is there. There's just always something that doesn't quite hmm. go to the next level. Like they're all yeah. good. Like I would give even like Evil Dead, like Evil Dead's. I think they're both like seven point five. Oh wow, yeah. I find uh, Evil Dead two kind of tapers off for me quite a bit. I like Evil Dead two better. I think that whole trilogy is like completely fantastic. I would give every single one the same exact score. Yeah. Um, but they're, I really they're, like very, me to like, hell. They're, they're very different movies. They're all, as, like, but there, there's like something about his style that's in all of them. Like when I I watched Army of Darkness, which last year. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like, oh, this will be the one that all the dots connect. Yeah. And I felt the same, like, yeah, but not quite. I, I don't know what it is about about mm-hmm. him. And I felt that way about pretty well, like, Drag Me to Hell, I'd give him 7.5. Uh, uh, like, like they, they would all be oh, almost wow, the same. Oh, wow, you only give that a 7.5 too, eh? I think so. Huh. Yeah, that, I, I I don't know. I love all those. That, like that, that's the one I need to rewatch because that was the one we saw in theaters together, didn't we? Yeah, I even like his quick and the dead is goofy fun. Yeah, I like that one gift. actually. I, yeah, I like all. I went down to Ram. You like rabbit hole? I watched that uh, quick and the dead and like Spider Man. So I'm gonna. I was trying to go back and, and watch I all the I dislike the Spider Man, yeah. but I, that has nothing to do uh, with him. I don't think. Yeah. Like the Spider Man's would be like fours for me. Oh. I think Spider-Man 2 is one of my, Yeah, I don't want to get into it. One of my favorite comic book films. Though. Is there any way we could talk about Roseanne instead, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel like I need to, after watching all the new superhero movies, go back to them and be like, okay, this actually got... Like, you had a guy that had got to do his kind of thing a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it's, it's kind of stands on his own, whereas a lot of the other shit kind of blends in together. But anyways, what did you watch? I start off the uh, 26th with the Goldbergs, Mr. Knifey Hands. Oh, yeah. This is the Friday the 13th. Have you seen this one, Kyle? I have not, no. Um, this one's great. It's they get fun, Robert right? Eglin, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, first time playing Freddy in, like, what, 15 years, I think? I, I, I suppose yeah. there's a big story about how they got 
him to yeah. come and reprise the role. He's having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Same I, with like uh, Beverly Goldberg is like having a ton of fun with it too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of she's she's so good in it. Everyone's at this point. Everyone she's probably is my really favorite great. character of yeah. that show. I mean, I do feel like again, I'm only on like whatever season four, and I do feel like it's kind of getting a little repetitive. I feel like that with all the characters, they're kind of yeah. like. They're doing the same thing four seasons in, but I I, I love her character in that show. Um, the dad's good too, though. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Garland's great. great. Even the grandfather's great. Yeah, the too. grand. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, mostly. Um, I, it, it's just the premise all like it a little bit safey sitcomy to me. Then. Yeah, I, it is. It's it is kind of the same thing over and over again. It kind of has that that formula that I hated, like in How I Met Your Mother, where the last five minutes you get a sappy montage where they play some song and it's going to have a sappy where everything ends up working out. Yeah. And he does a narration. Like it is kind of predictable. That's why I, that's why I have a trouble watching too many in a row of that show. But for me, it's like it would be the the dinner movie. A dinner yeah. TV show yeah. sort of uh, thing where I, c- I can watch one or two, but if I watch more than it, I'm still going to start hating it a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, 7.5 Pumpkins. I think this awesome. is, other than Couples Costume is the cool. my Up next there. favorite. So have have these Halloween shows, like, are you going to go back and watch the whole show? Or? Again, like, I, I would watch this as, like, that kind of spot show where you've got a little bit of time and you yeah. want something mm. that's going to be consistently good. Yeah. I'm not going to be running no, yeah. to it. And then I watched The Wretched. This is a 2019 film. It's about a teenage boy who's having to go live with his dad after he's had some drug problems. And then there's an evil next door. Okay. Uh, and it, and it's, it's a kind of ancient evil coming from the forest that's taking over people's bodies. All that stuff is done fucking excellent. Unfortunately, you get two bad things. The lead teenage boy is bad. Not so much. He's not so good in this, and he gets worse as the fucking movie goes on. Uh. And it's like, uh, I guess we need another twist, right? Uh, we probably need another twist. <laughs> uh, one more twist. Yeah. That's just good. Uh, just, just for the road. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's do a twist at the end, too. <laughs> Um, and none of them are good. Yeah. None of them are good twists. I'm hoping the end of your review, you give a good review, and then at the end, you give a twist. Yeah, twist. Uh, <laughs> twist, eight pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> no, five pumpkins. Uh, there's a lot to like uh, about it, though. I'd be I'd be curious what these uh, these guys do. It's it's a uh, I think it's their brothers uh, that did this, and there's the way they have the kind of like mythical witch creature take over. The bodies is pretty cool. And, you know, they, there's an element of always eeriness to the whole movie that really works well. Hmm. There's just, like, some stupid fucking, like, when your lead is is bad and his backstory is, is garbage. You can't it's really hard. do much hmm. with it. Uh, cool. So I, I was um trying to find something to watch with our... So my sons, I needed a 10-minute show because I still had that 10-minute from like the first episode <laughs> that I can't do anything with if I don't get another 10-minute to make it the full 20-minute to get that quarter point there. So I we were going to watch Teen Titans Go because I actually had fun with the other Halloween specials. But fucking Amazon Prime, that's the problem I have with that. They'll have like seasons, but then they have like random episodes. They don't have like... You know, you go to watch the thing, it's like, where's this episode? So anyways, I ended up just watching one that I've seen many times before. I'm not a huge SpongeBob SquarePants fan. (laughs) I never grew up with that. I know some people, like, really got into that show. I didn't, but I've seen this Halloween special, and I have fun with it from season one called Scaredy Pants from 1999. And this is the one where he 
wants to be scary, but everyone just doesn't find him scary. And he eventually creates a costume by shaving his head down. And you find out at the end that, you know, everyone's afraid of him. And you find out it's because he literally shaved his head down to like the brain. It's kind of <laughs> gross looking. Um, yeah. Uh, I seven pumpkins out of ten. It's fun. Awesome. And then I did a Halloween Warrior season eight, the Boogeyman Nightmare. So I finished six. Now we're on to eight. There are only five episodes each, so don't worry. There's not too many. Uh, this one, Todd Tucker is the judge. Uh, he's a makeup artist. I guess he did tons of stuff. Kind of a weird choice. And then the guest judge was Sean Gunn, which is another weird choice because um, I don't really think of him for horror. The small scare was new spin on Pandora's box, but again, still fun. Uh, but I guess I'll jump in. I did a do a double feature um, of demonic witch folklore films. Demonic I guess witch folklore. Uh, which board? Nope. The witchery. No. Yeah. So first one is called the Blood on Satan's Cloth, nineteen seventy one. Have you guys heard of this? No. This is like a pretty, <laughs> no way we're gonna guess that one. <laughs> this is actually this is actually a pretty famous, a pretty well known uh, British film. It's done by the same company, Tygon, who created. Um, Witchfinder General. Oh, awesome. It's usually brought up in the same breath as Witchfinder General Wicker Man. So it opens up a farmer's plowing his uh, farm. <laughs> and he. F- his wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, he sees, he finds like a skull with like a weird deformed face and fur. And he goes and tells like the, the local judge of the town he comes, but it's disappeared. But weird stuff is happening. A man's fiance, she stays at the aunt's house up in the attic and she goes like all of a sudden screams and they go up there and they're like, no, you can't go in. She's gone crazy. And when, you know, they take her out, you see she's got like almost like a demonic clawed hand. And uh, there's also, there's, so there's all this weird stuff going on in a town. There's women that are possessed or whatever. And they have like these weird patches of like hair. It's gross on like the, their back or something. That's how you know that they're part of this demonic crew. Uh, and, and then there's some other scene where this guy sees something underneath the ground in the attic. And he's like fighting this kind of furry creature and ends up chopping off his own hand. So all this shit has happened to being setting up. But it eventually becomes pretty much this devil kind of cult worshippers it's actually a bunch of group of kids like they find these these claws and all these kind of like devil artifacts and they become this like cult and it gets pretty fucking dark like they're like capturing a woman and like raping her and then murdering her and like they seem like they're like 14 15 16 i don't know i guess of age to do nudity yeah um yeah and it it that's pretty much the film and then you know it gets to the point they're cutting you know they catch this one woman they're cutting off the fur and she's part of this whole cult thing and it's them trying to stop them this town's people this sounds to, insane how is it yeah it's i don't know a lot of people really like this film yeah. it, it was it was just okay for me i don't know i found that times it dragged sometimes it yeah. it kind of was it just felt kind of like they had sometimes too much going on but it, maybe it's again one of those ones that you don't really want to watch late at night. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give six and a half punks out of ten. But like okay. I said, this is a, you can watch it again like in two years. Yeah, this has like a big, out. big following. Like it's up there apparently. Like I said with those other films, uh, I followed it up with uh, one that Adam talked about last year, V from 1967. This is a, a crazy Russian horror. Oh film. yeah. Oh, uh, a V I Y. Yeah. yeah. So three seminary students, I guess, they're going on vacation or whatever, and they end up uh, late at night stopping at an old woman's home. They ask if they can stay there because uh, it's late, and she says, fine, you just got to separate, whatever. Anyway, she tries to come on to one of the, the guys, and he pushes her away, so she puts a spell on him and pretty much rides him like a broom. <laughs> and it, it just looks cool, the effects. This film does look great. 
It's got a crazy look, look everything, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, you know what this would be a great double feature with? It's not quite as zany, but H- House. House, yeah, or H- Hasu. Oh, is it that crazy? It's not as crazy. It's not but as crazy. There's definitely but elements in like the way it's Once filmed. it gets to the end. Yeah. So anyways, he ends up uh, coming out of this spell and beats the, the old woman to death. Uh, and then she, it turns out she turns into like this young, attractive woman. He goes back to the seminary. When he gets there, the leader, I guess, I'm trying to think of what the leader of seminary would be, a priest, like the head priest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he says that, you know, this rich merchant contacted him and specifically asked for him, this priest, to go read, I guess, the last rites to this uh, dying woman who was beat to death. So right away, you can kind of put the connection. Uh, when he gets there, he realizes it is the same woman. But yeah, what it is is he doesn't want to do it, but the the guy promises just she wanted you. You have to read these prayers for three nights, and I'm going to pay you a large sum of of gold. If you don't, then instead of a thousand gold, you get a thousand lashes. So it's just him trying. He has to spend the night reading these things. And it starts out like the first night, she kind of comes to life. I think maybe the coffin flies around, and it gets weirder and crazier. And, like, he's getting drunker and drunker to try to, like, because he knows he has to deal with this. But the third night, without spoiling too much, it is insane. Insanity. There's, like, all kinds of cool effects and skeletons and creatures and and demons and black cats. And it's just zany and and fun. It sounds awesome to me. I will say, like, the stuff sometimes leading up to that... You know, when when the, the fantasy mm. stuff is not happening, it's kind of like not that great. I, I found most of that. But then you get those guys that are all getting drunk at yeah. one point. Like that is just fucking like. There's a lot of drinking. In this yeah, movie. yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. Everyone is drinking. Like even I think when he leaves, like give him a thing I of vodka. I actually thought I would I would like this one. A year later, I thought about maybe watching this one again. I thought I might like this one even more because those sections are kind of like just quirky and you kind of mm-hmm. know that the payoff, you're going to get there. So just enjoy them for what they yeah. are. Again, this is a movie that was probably, it was probably 1, 2 a.m. at this point. So yeah. Delirious hour yeah. watching this delirious but, movie. But yeah, that ending made up for it. Um, yeah, the the ending is, is insane. I'm going to give it, I don't know, you. I'm going to go seven pumpkins out of ten. I don't. Yeah, I, may, I was seven or 7.5. I, again, it is one that I want to watch again. Like I, at first, I was like, not really loving it, but then by the that ending, I was like, that it was so fucking cool and it looks great. Like all those sequences, and I just love how they. did I think those I had the exact same stop motion. There's a mm. cool demon. Do you think like, well, like be, the second time around is gonna be better? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do as well. Yeah, it was one. I've thought about it a but. Like that's the thing. Over the year, you know, I watched yeah. eighty fucking the equivalent <laughs> of eighty movies last October. Yeah, that one is coming to my thoughts more. Than most. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I, I would love to do again. Hopefully COVID mm. is not fucking going on next October and we could enjoy because it would be fun to do that. And yeah. A double feature with Hasu, our host. Um, but yeah, that was you it. You guys want to do shrooms to do it? So uh, from 1961, I watched a movie that you guys both watched this year, The Innocence. Oh, nice. nice. How great is this movie? It is tense. It's terrifying. Like, you have no idea what is real and what isn't. If yeah. uh, the, the head nanny, governess, governess is yeah. uh, losing her fucking marbles. Or if, like, the aptly titled Mrs. Gross is uh, <laughs> giving her a hard time. And what a fantastic ending. Like, I didn't yeah, wonderful see this ending. coming at all. Like there are some great scenes too, where uh, they're in this uh, glass house. I guess was called the uh, greenhouse, where like she's talking to the boy at the end. Oh yeah, and like and he's getting all yeah, like it, yeah. Dude, the kid is incredible in it. He plays it, yeah. and how spooky is this kid? 
speaking about kids saying like dirty things, this guy is like uh, yeah. really uh, saying some stuff. And there's a weird that kiss. I don't want to say makeout scene, but like it is like well, even oh. he, he doesn't he like strangle her almost to death. Like he wraps her. Yeah, 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 a little bit. He kind of he's a bit of a crazy. He, kid. he plays around with her, but that kiss is like ooh. How did they so the, the, yeah, there's all this ambiguity yeah. that's happening throughout the whole movie. Uh, yeah, like this for me is out of again how many movies we're going to watch yeah. over this month but a lot it's going to be the top 5 yeah it, it was I, you've seen you've seen it before of course yeah, right? I had, like, yeah. yeah it is awesome my first time going into it like i loved it i'm giving it 8 like this is good yeah. like, i'm cool. excited about and, watching and, this and again. it went up a notch and it this looks watch. great too oh, like man, it the looks the uh, mm-hmm. yeah I, I was really enjoying this um, I watched a new movie that I, I believe would count as a 2020 movie, and Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure this is going to make my list because I don't have anything else. Fantasy Island. Uh, this is Get Duked. <laughs> Get Duked. Have you heard about this? No. This is fucking awesome. It's a hip-hop-inspired, uh, like, most dangerous game sort of comedy. Oh, these yeah. kids that are fucking these shitty kids that they have to do this adventure thing where they go through the highlands and complete this kind of trek to get a credit and not get expelled basically. (laughs) Um, And there's this one kind of straight lace kid. I loved it. It's like, I don't know. I think that was my problem. I watched the trailer and I'm like, I don't know if I could handle these kids. Honestly, they're kind of, they're not as obnoxious. There's got a little bit of an in-betweeners, a little bit of train spotting. um, English movie? Yeah, there's Scottish movie. Eddie Izzard is this kind of, like, he's being tracked by a guy dressed. Okay, this one, it was the uh, bunch of people with their heads on plaques on the uh, poster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving it eight pumpkins. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, because it looks terrible. It looks yeah, absolutely terrible. Yeah, like I, I thought terrible. the trailer made it look yeah. pretty bad too. I didn't but I'll, see I'll the trailer it. at all. Oh, okay. So, um, I would it, highly recommend it. It's a Prime number, isn't it? Like It is on Prime. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to check it out then. Like I had no expectations. Tammy was like, "I kind of want to watch this. This is on some list or whatever." I was like, all right. "I don't I'm tired yeah. of picking yeah. movies." <laughs> so that just ended my list. I also think all the hip hop like they fucking start off with a Danny Brown song that's just fucking works so well in the context. OBB. It's they've got Danny Brown, they've got Run the Jewels, and they've got Vince Staples. Those are the three songs, and then they have this DJ Beatroot who is the like leader doing a song, and he basically does a, a like a giant rap where all of these old people, old farmers, are doing like hallucinating <laughs> rabbit poo, okay. and they're all fucking freaking out. It's amazing. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I'll check it out. I also watched uh, from season four. I watched episode four of the Cosby Show. Oh boy! <laughs> the only problem with this is there's zero like Halloween. The kids are making a Halloween house, but the entire plot is uh, he stole a drill off his neighbor and oh, forgot I remember to this give episode. it back. Yeah. And the neighbor is all. But it's the guy from uh, Princess Bride, and uh, my dinner with Andre. Did he drug them so they forgot about it, or he might have actually. It's so hard no, to watch yeah. that show because <laughs> just because like I, I enjoyed I, um, the Halloween the first one, but it's like I can turn that off. No, I can I, as well. I kind of enjoy just... watching Bill Cosby just be Bill Cosby, kind of fucking around with his kids. Like I really enjoyed that. Like, it, like I'm not going to yeah. not watch something. I can, yeah. It doesn't bother me. It's just more of like that character, though. I, I, it's I can't not think of it either, though. Yeah, like, I guess. I don't know. I didn't have a problem, but yeah. 
But this one, I, I can't give. I anything, guess it's not really Cosby is like he's just Cosby, so that's that's where it, exactly yeah. why I think people are having a problem. But like, uh, I never. He's the watched. perfect wholesome like father yeah. that you want, and it's like oh. he's fucking around with his kids. He's like making like uh, like eyes at his wife. He's no, it wasn't kids he was fucking around with. It was women he was. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I finished off the night watching Grimm from 2012. Quill. This is the fourth episode of the second season. Um, it's it's more of like there's a, a Vessen disease that can happen, so, and they're having to stop the outbreak. And you kind of get this cool porcupiney looking monster creature. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna give that one seven pumpkins. Also, all right. Okay, so let's move on to the 27th. Okay, so I, I did a theme this day, three movie theme. Killer Cars. Oh, okay. Um, so I started off with... Maximum Overdrive. No, actually. Christine? No. <laughs> Death of Smoochie. Yes. <laughs> Death of Smoochie, Cool Runnings, and The Sandlot. I'm trying to think what other like Killer Car movies there are. Yes, I finally time. win. They're all don't count. <laughs> um, well, you Smoochie, mate. Um, so I started off with The Hearse from 1980. Okay. Uh, so this woman suffering from a nervous breakdown after her divorce and the death of her mother decides she wants to take some time away, and mo- she moves to the small rural town for like the summer I, I guess her aunt died and left her this home right away like the attorney that's giving her the keys he's very cold and like standoffish and not friendly to her distant um you you i guess there he'd mentioned something like that was supposed to be his house because he takes care of it and his aunt promised to, to him whatever but it extends throughout the whole town like everywhere she talks to she goes to the home hardware store and asks for you know is there anyone that can help fix some roofs and no there's no one in town that can do that and and then you know the you know, she ends up get finding learning some guy, and then he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll do it." Where's what's your address? She gives him the address, and like, "Oh no, I'm busy. Actually, I, I busy for the, the rest of the summer." So pretty much everyone, you know, she's talking to a kid, and the mother comes up, "Don't talk to her." So no one wants anything to do with this woman based on her house, other than there's a young young man that ends up helping her fix because he's got a crush on her, and she later on gets into a bit of an accident, a car accident, and she meets this other man, and uh, he's kind to her, and they kind of. That you know, there's some, there's like this weird connection to him right from the beginning, so they have a, a little thing there going on, start a relationship. But all the while this is going on, weird stuff is happening. Like she's seeing like ghost ghostly apparitions of her aunt, and she's stalked by this black hearse. She keeps on running into it, and it's, <laughs> and it's like this mustache guy riding it, and he's always like you know he's, he hits her off the road and stuff like this, and it's kind of creepy, and it's kind of well done. And I don't think I'm spoiling too much, but you pretty much learn that her aunt and her minister husband were secretly devil worshippers, and that's why it sounds doesn't want anything to do. And then there's more to that, though. But yeah, really cool atmosphere. I, I love the the look, of, like I mentioned, of the the black hearse and everything. And could be a negative, could be a positive. It has that '70s TV feel to it. Personally, I like, I like that. that. But yeah, I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I enjoyed right. it. It's not you know anything amazing. But it's like, so I watched three and they kept on getting better as I went. So I followed that up with The Car from 1977. This is uh, James Brolin stars in this as the deputy chief of the town. But it pretty much opens up this mysterious black car. There's just mows down these two cyclists. Like it opens up cyclists randomly, just totally brutally kills them with this car. 
And that's just the movie. It's like a slasher film on wheels. It's just this car <laughs> randomly going around, Killing running people? over people. And like, if you think, ah, you can hide behind walls from your house, like it doesn't. Like it finds ways <laughs> to jump and smash through walls. Like it's, it's all kind of silly and there's not much plot, but it's just so fun. And like, this can be like corny, right? Like it could be, but the car is pretty menacing. And yeah. again, it's one of those movies where no one is safe. Like if you think, you know, because this is a lead or this is a kid that they're like, it goes after everyone, everyone. and you're no one is safe. So. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. There's cool car chases in there, big action set pieces, and like I said, it's the the terror. It's kind of like there's parts where it's kind of scary the way it's done. Like it's just unrelenting. Um, I had a lot of fun with that one. I'm gonna give that one seven and a half pumpkins oh, out wow. of ten. And then I finished off with uh, this one I had seen before, but I love this movie, Race with the Devil from 1975. Yeah. You seen this one? Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Uh, so this is Peter Fonda. It's more like a devil worship. Uh... Yeah, Peter Fonda, Warren Oates. They're uh, two couples. They're they got an RV and they're gonna go on a trip together. Um, I forget where they're going. Um, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but anyways, matter. they park uh, in like a, a desolate campground for the night. And while they're there, they're just out drinking, whatever. And w- while they're there, they see like this fire erupt on the island across. And they go and like, oh, let's go see what that's going on. And they're they're checking out with their binoculars. And the women are stripping down because they're, they're all in cloaks. And there's some weird stuff mm-hmm. going on. Then they're like, ah, oh, check this. Like these women are stripping down. Next thing you know, one of them gets Stand. brutally murdered. They're doing obviously a satanic ritual. But then, like, one of the wives opens the door of the RV and says, hey, are you come to bed? Like, it's late, guys. And that, yeah. the, all the, the worshippers see this light and hear her and see that they've been Watching. seen. Um, so then they chase after them. It's really cool. Like, it's, it's pretty scary yeah, it's right great. away. Like, this chasing and they get stuck in the, the water. But then it, it goes on. Like, these people are terrorizing them from town to town. Like, it's one of those ones where, like, everyone is in on it. Like, they go and they talk to the sheriff and then he seems, like, a bit off. And, like, everyone seems a bit off. And it's like, who can you trust? And then there's, like, fantastic chase and action scenes at the end. Uh, there's some really good jump scares. Like, they, they're going to bed and they go to get some food or whatever in this they they hit like rattles yeah pops out and they hit snakes in the in the RV. This movie is fantastic. Is I love fantastic. this movie. Um, I'm gonna go eight pumpkins out of ten, but it could even be higher. I mean, this was again the third movie. Yeah, into that's it, a lot but, of cars um, trying to kill people for you. But yeah, all three of them were were really good. I, mm-hmm. I think again these two were the most fun. But th- this movie, you might uh, you might get something out of this one. I've heard about this one. This is one that's I think on my list. But yeah. I, I don't think I'll get to it this year. But yeah, like I, I, the car is probably a little too silly for you, and yeah. the hearse maybe for your atmosphere. But I think Race of the Devil would definitely be. Yeah, yeah, up your alley. Uh, what did you guys watch? Uh, speaking of fun movies, I watched from a 1984 Wild Beasts. Oh, nice. How <laughs> great was this movie? It's pretty much a uh, bunch of animals are. Uh, I don't want to give the ending away, but they're wild. They are wild. And they're beasts. beasts. They're on PCP, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to say the PCP, <laughs> well, but I don't yeah, think it's just a, yeah. yeah. Someone uh, laces the city's water supply with PCP, oh, so man. all these animals are just fucked up and just killing people. Like it's Jurassic Park, but with just like zoo animals it with real animals. Awesome! Too. Like oh, I never thought an elephant would be terrorizing, but like it is. Like these elephants are spooky, man. You don't realize how big these guys are till like they're like crashing down on cars and like eating people in cars. It is awesome. The highlight is the fucking car chase with the hyena man it Lot, is through the streets insane. of like New York or wherever it's supposed they to be. They have this uh, drop top beetle with the, uh, the like a soft top and it's just a cheetah chasing this guy like doing like 40 like, miles yeah, an hour. Yeah like across like 10 blocks or something. It it's is insane. so cool man like what a crazy zany movie like I was thinking like okay they can get away with this in the 70s like it is 84 but I guess it's like Germany? Italian I think. Yeah it is crazy. The scene with the rim, but again like like I mentioned it when I talked about it before like yeah. 
there, there's no way that those animals you are not getting harmed. You feel kind of bad. There's a bunch of rats that, that get, get burned alive. There's no way that's You fake. feel a little bit bad. And I think that's, yeah, some that like That seems crazy animals, too, though, where they're yeah. all eating the guy. The people, oh, yeah. And again. The polar bear and the fucking. What a great idea. Like, it even ends yeah. so much fun. Like, the ending just. It kind of came from left field for me. Yeah, it's one of the most insane the movies I've yeah. seen in a long, long time. And it starts off like the twelve-year-old, kind of topless. Did you notice that? Like, yeah. I thought that was kind of like odd. And I like, think, yeah, I think she actually is like a young. She's not like a teen. No. Like, it is proper like a kid. No, I don't. That's what I said. Like, is that like, is it legal for me to own this movie? Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, it's weird, man. But it's like, yeah, Severance put it out. So. But. Again, outside from that, like it is zany. It's a ton of fun. Jurassic Park with like wild animals. Like, uh, yeah, I, I loved fucking it. loved it. That yeah. would be a great movie to watch with a group of people. Yeah, I'm giving it eight pumpkins. Like, yeah. I had a ton of fun with it. I think this. I might even, I might even win 8.5. 8.5, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite nature. Kind yeah, of it might be one of the best. Yeah. That'd be a good one with Day of the Animals. I was thinking the yeah. same thing, actually. Uh, I start off the, the day with the Goldbergs, the last Halloween episode I think you can watch. A hundred percent true ghost story. Have you I seen, this? seen it? No. So this is actually Did that come out this Goldberg, year. Maddie? This is season seven. Oh, it might, it, it might have become just the came master, out. What did you see this? Crave. Oh, okay, yeah, it might have came out this year. So I'll tell you. No, it was last year. Okay. So this is basically a story that Adam. Uh, it's Adam Goldberg, right? Yeah. Had where his mom bought these pictures that had like nude ladies on them and then they c- kept getting tossed off the wall and eventually they had all these uh, scratches in them and stuff. So this is ghost story. Again, you get people dressing up on, you know, uh, in different uh, costumes and stuff. Rocky Horror Picture Show, Kyle's favorite, plays a major <laughs> role in this. Um, which I wonder if like, because I'm also not a uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show fan, but I wonder if I went to the event and saw and and, and people that knew what they were doing and everything because that looks it crazy. But I, I think that's like that's asking a lot to say. Like the only way to watch enjoy this movie is like the yeah. first time I saw it was at the uh, what's the one on uh, Concession Road. Z- Zoetic. I, I saw it there and like people were shouting stuff out, but like. People who aren't funny were shouting stuff out. They're like, okay. Well, the thing is, you're only supposed to shout out during uh, Great Scott. Oh, he's not that like great. everybody knows yeah. what to do. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be something that, and I think this this makes sense when it's the 80s and 90s yeah. and you have these midnight movie theaters. That might have been fun. Like, uh, when you actually up, like seeing it, like, like but now, about five years who's, ago, who's going to be doing that yeah. all, all the time? Like, this is people had these traditions for like decades where they would go, yeah, those are still huge events that sell out. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, they still do them. Every, all the time. Um, anyways, I'm going to give this one, I think I'm going to give this one 6.5. It was, it was kind of a lesser episode. Yeah. And then I watched Gretel and Hansel from 2020. Oh, I've been hearing nothing but okay. nothing great about that, but so I heard it looks good. It looks incredible. There's a cool story here and a, a lot of like creepy visuals. I actually think it's the lead from it and was the show she What's was the director? Oh, Oz Perkins. That's Oz like, Perkins yeah. did it and I really like both of Oz Perkins yeah. movies. I, I like The Black Coat's Daughter and, and The Pretty and, Thing. Yeah, lives under Whatever that the name is too long. That's the only thing about that. <laughs> but this one, I feel like it's supposed to be very Britain, just pre like around industrialization, maybe just a little bit pre. 
and she just sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. She doesn't so. belong in this world. And that takes me out of it so often. That plus, it always feels rushed. Everything about it felt like, okay, we're going to go to the next thing. Where a lot of the movies we've been talking about, we've been t- praising. Slow burns. Or, uh, or slow burns, or we've been praising for their economy, like some of these older mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. This felt like it should have been stretched. Maybe he didn't have the total budget to do these kind of things. Yeah. Maybe there is a longer cut, and they made him cut it down. I don't know. Because this is his first theatrical one. The other ones were too... Or, no, I guess Black Coat's Daughter was meant to be, and then it just kept on getting delayed and held back. But. So I'm still going to give this one 6.5 pumpkins. I'm I'm not on the... I know a lot of people really dislike this one. I liked it more than that. But overall, I would say... A little bit of a disappointment. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Um, I watched Borat, the sub- subsequent <laughs> movie film. <laughs> um, no, <I'm> sure. <laughs> no I, I did two more Halloween Wars, uh, Clowns vs. Zombies. The guest judge on this one was John Kazir, the voice of Crypt Keeper. He was a lot of fun because oh, he was he, actually doing a, a, you oh, know, cool. a pun for every review. Uh, the small scare was a gift Frankenstein would give the bride. And then Halloween Wars, the next episode was Witch Gets a New Ride. Uh, guest judge on this one was Mick Garris, who, nice. again, I'm not a huge fan of his directing yeah. style, but I love him. Like, he's such a, I love listening to him talk and on this podcast. Mm. And Do you still have the long hair? Show. Oh, yeah. Like the, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, the Edgar Winter hair? Um, oh, and he, well, he, he created Hocus Pocus, which I enjoy. Mm. Uh, and then the small scare is Monstrous Animal Mutation. So, yeah, going through almost done season eight. And then I finished off the night with Next of Kin from 1992. Have you guys heard of this? It's kind of like a cult classic. Okay. I remember uh, growing up, the uh, VHS cover had an Indiana Jones-looking motherfucker on it. There's Next of Kin with Patrick Swayze. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> this is not... He's like a Amish guy or something. <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah. This is an Australian horror film. It's actually got... like I think Tarantino has praised this one. There's been comparisons to Argento, which I don't know if I saw, but I, I've heard that. But anyways, um, this woman, her mother, kind of similar to the story to the hearse, actually. Her mother passes away. This woman inherits a retirement home that's been in her family for years. And when she arrives, there's all kinds of strange goings on. Yeah, it's kind of similar to hers. Mm-hmm. Again, she sees someone in her mother's dress roaming the house. There's this old man mysteriously found dead in the bathtub, and they say, ah, it's just natural causes, but she thinks something's up. And she finds this old diary of her mother's and reads that, and she starts seeing that like a lot of this stuff was happening with her mother, too. People were being found in the, dead in the tub, and she starts investigating more. I don't want to say too much else. Like it's a, I thought it was a pretty interesting thriller. I thought there was you know some fun shocks, surprises. I mean, I don't know if I loved it as much as everyone else. It's not, you know, a big hidden gem for me, but I enjoyed it well enough. I, I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I, I would say it's definitely worth a watch for sure. Um, yeah, awesome. That's how I ended uh, the 27th. Uh, so from 1970, I watched uh, Count Yorga. No. Have you oh, seen Count Yorga no, yet? No, no, but this was, you talked yeah. about this last yeah. week, right? Yeah. I love how charming that vampire is. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a, uh, I want to say like a swinging vampire, but he is definitely like suave as anything. Yeah. I but when he vamps out, like it's kind of scary, like yeah. the slow motion, him running and mm-hmm. shit at people. Or- and like uh, the ending kind of threw me through a loop. I kind of enjoyed that. And yeah. like, uh, I like uh, how it's pretty much modern guys are trying to figure out like, I don't believe in vampires. Yeah, you I like vampires. Stuff, yeah. So it was kind of fun. I'm giving it a seven. Yeah. You got to watch part two next. Yeah. I was going to hoping to do that yeah. this week, but I'm kind of running out of time. I watched from two... 
2016 Always Shine. Have you guys seen this? No. Mm. I haven't even heard of this. Uh, it's Sophia Tikal who did the new Black Christmas, I guess. Ugh. Okay. Um, have you seen that? Yeah, it was bad. I, I haven't seen it, but oh, wait, everything no, no, I've read no. about it sounds I'm thinking so Black bad. Xmas. This is yeah. uh, the 2019. I've heard yeah. that's bad. She supposedly did another one. New Year, New York, or or New Year, New You, or something. Anyways, doesn't matter. This was good. This oh, was yeah. really good. Hmm. Uh, it stars Mackenzie Davis, who is always fucking amazing in everything. She was in *Halt and Catch Fire* and the um, *San Junipero*, the Black Mirror episode. That's have you guys no. opened up *Black Mirror* much? I watched a few. I watched but... a couple. It was good. It's just mm. I don't know. San Junipero is one of yeah, the best, best episodes of the last decade, in my opinion. And Hold and Catch Fire is one of my favorite TV shows of the last decade. And she's a standout in both. And Caitlin Fitzgerald, who is also amazing this, they're basically two up-and-coming actresses that were at the same level. They kind of came up together. Mm-hmm. And one is successful now, and the other one isn't. But the one that isn't is actually the more talented one. And Mackenzie Davis, you get to see showing off her chops. And then it all kind of boils. There's just like a tension that's happening between them. They're often Big Sur by themselves. Mm-hmm. And this event happens and there's like a schism, like a persona schism that happens that I think is really formally really well done. I do find that maybe it doesn't quite nail that surrealist landing uh, completely, but I'm going to give it 7.5 pumpkins. This only came yeah, on my right, radar. Right? This I wish I knew this for the, the best of the decade yeah. because... It probably wouldn't have made my list, but it definitely would have made my honorable mentions. And it definitely has two of the best duo lead performances. Oh, get out of here. It, they're incredible at it. Hmm. How did you check this out? Canopy. Canopy. Okay. I'll check that out this week. Actually, I'm running out of time. I got it. <laughs> I'll watch it in November. It's not very yeah, autumn It's in yeah. Big Sur, California. So it's yeah. not necessarily one just for this. Uh, cool. Is that it then? Or? I also watched uh, from uh, season two, episode six of the Cosby Show, the Halloween episode. And again, it's so hard. I like how he interacts with his family. There's a Halloween party going on. He takes his young daughter and yeah, her friends trick or treating. And he's like, "There are three rules you have to follow." And he does it like almost like a drill sergeant. It was fun, man. I'm giving it seven point five pumpkins. Cool. Is that? Am I allowed to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a good. That yeah. is a good episode. Yeah. Um, and I'll quickly do, I watched uh, Grimm season two, episode five from uh, 2012. This one is about kind of a pastor who is a wolf and the he's got oh, silver bullet. sheep <laughs> as his flock. Uh, a weaker episode. I'm going to yeah. give it 6.5 pumpkins. Yeah. That's how I ended it off. Cool. Is that it? Yeah, that's uh, uh, another round of Shocktober. Good week. Another uh, very close. This is, could be Ooh. anyone's uh, anyone's crown. It's uh, still very close. I might still pull out the next four days. No, yeah. Maddie's uh, definitely getting bronze. I'm not talking about Jimmy now. <laughs> Hypothetically, even if I do nothing but watch movies for the next like uh, 48, uh, 196 hours, I can't beat you guys. I don't know if you could, even if no. you just yeah. stayed away. I'm yeah. just happy that Adam did not do another Friday the 13th to end it on a downer. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> so thank but you for that. If you guys want to give us a shout, go ahead and uh, email us at uh, themoviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on like a Twitter at uh, Movie City Maniacs, And we also have a new Instagrams. I don't know if that's something that's... Yeah, I've been started it. <laughs> it's another uh, okay. thing that's like I'm... 
you know, it's hard to keep up with all this shit. Coming October 2021st. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's some stuff up there. Just we're not caught up yet. Um, and then, yeah, we also just uh, send us an email. You said that? Yep. And just find uh, us just on go, Facebook. Yeah, find us on Facebook. We have a like page and a group page. Group page if you want to share what you've been watching or comment on any of the, the movies we've been watching. And, uh, yeah, I think this was a good episode, though. There was no not too much arguments, not too many crazy uh, disagreements. <laughs> so a bad episode. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Cool. I think you guys are both jerks. <laughs> Argue me. Anyways, guys, let's uh, get out of here, and we'll be back for one more final shock terrible where we will oh, where we will be crowning the king of Halloween. Stay scared, guys. Bye. See ya. Welcome to the place where all the creatures meet. The last building to your left on the dead end street. You find skeleton bones outside in the pavement and torture chambers down in the basement. Cobwebs hanging over your head. Music being played by the Grateful Dead And spinning on the turntables back to back Was no other than my main man Wolfman Jack The MC of the night, rapping to the tunes What's the creature from the Black Lagoon? There's a sign on the door that can't be missed It means enter, but at your own risk Some people been reported going in the haunted house But never again seen coming out They ask me if it's true, I'll leave it up to you Here's an invite, I hope I see you tonight Okay, here we go. Movie City Maniac starts now. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Use that muscles. What muscles? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Use those bones. Use them gumptions. Oh, no, I just heard five, six. What? Seven movies, two episodes. So this guy's playing it all cool, and he's fucking... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>